On this episode of the Magic Hour podcast, uh, a few guests join me this week. Talk a little bit about everything that's kind of going on in major sports. Uh, first up, NBA Breakfast with uh, Xavier Gomez. We talk about the collapse of the Los Angeles Clippers and um, the makeup of the conference finals right now. A um, little bit of a preview and a little bit of a shitstorm on the Clippers. And then... Um, Brad Field and his buddy Jake Mansker come on to uh, talk about the Big Ten um, deciding to play football this season um, and an eight-game schedule, how it affects NCAA football and whether it's responsible or not, I don't know, um, and just kind of like the entire logistics behind them coming back to play. And then finally, finish it off with uh, Jackson Schlater talking about a, just a recap of the first two weeks of the NFL season. Um, any predictions we might want to change from the preview pod and um, kind of what we expect from each team, uh, what we were impressed by, so on and so forth. Good uh, good analysis. Um, just, uh, spoiler alert, alert uh, Jackson is very high on the Rams, as as you should be. You know, if, I, if my team was 2-0, I would feel that way too. Oh, wait, my team is 2-0. The Raiders, I'm very high on the Raiders right now as well, too. Okay, cool. Um, so let's get into it. NBA Breakfast Pod, uh, Xavier Gomez is here with me. Um, we are in the conference finals uh, in the East Eastern Conference. It's um, the Miami Heat versus making a miraculous run as a four seed versus uh, the Boston Celtics, who upset the uh, Toronto Raptors in seven games, epic series. And uh, in the Western Conference, it is the Los Angeles Lakers, which most people expected and just ruining everybody's plans. The Denver Nuggets making an appearance in the Western Conference Finals. Um, after an epic choke by the Clippers in the semifinals, um, up three games to one, and then completely blow it to the Denver Nuggets in seven. Uh, Xavier, your your first thoughts after that game, and just how just there's not many blown three one leads in the NBA history. Unfortunately, one of them is from us, <laughs> the Warriors, in the 2016 finals. But we don't talk about that. Um, yeah, what was your first thoughts on this? Well, first of all, hello, everybody. What's going on? How you doing? I'm back. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I didn't see Denver making that comeback, but if, in, if any team this playoff series, you know, these playoffs was going to do it, it was going to be those guys. You know what I mean? They've already done it once. Um, when they were down 3-1, though, I just I couldn't imagine them winning three straight against the Clippers. Against all odds, the Clippers, they blew it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, the Nuggets have the star power, but you just, like, they're so young, you don't know. And, like, you look over at the Clippers roster and you're like, it, I mean, it's, it, it's not just Kawhi and Paul George. It's like, okay, fuck, Patrick Beverly? Okay. Lou Williams? Like, Montrez Harrell? Landry Shamit? Like, they have a good fucking squad. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, I think they got beat by Denver, but also, like, the Clippers completely underperformed and like just really could make a bucket late game. I think the game was kind of over by like the third quarter. Yeah. Um, which is crazy, but I mean Jamal Murray just took over the game. There was a point where 
he was going to the basket uncontested. You know, if he was going to, if he didn't make it, it was because he just missed. You know what I mean? This kid played the game of his life. 45 minutes, 15 for 26 from the field, six from 13 from three. So pretty much made half of his threes. Um, 40 points. Uh, he had 25 in the first half. Incredible. Just incredible. Jokic also played very well. I mean, he had a, he had a triple double alert. He had a, he had double 16 alert. points, 19 rebounds, or 22 rebounds, and 13 assists. And three blocks. Yeah, I think um, I think Kawhi lost the game for them. You know, he only put up fourteen points, and like they needed his production and his output, and he just didn't show up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. He just he was on the court, but he wasn't doing nothing. Six for twenty-two, fourteen points. Uh, I think he had no he had like maybe like five five or six points in the second. Uh, I mean, the yeah. second half. For the fourth quarter or something like that. At the same time, Paul George wasn't much better either. Four for 16 with 10 points. Like, I mean, those yeah. guys just, it, it looked like they were, like, half asleep during this game. It was fucking insane. Yeah, and Paul George, like, I guess you can expect that from him because he's so hot and cold. But he seemed like he had been really rolling this series. And then for he him, has a history not of, even. He has a history of choking in, in big playoff moments, though. This is true. And you, you, don't, you would think that having Kawhi, you know, like this other bigger superstar who can really, like, take a lot of that weight would help him out. But once Kawhi fell, it was just a domino effect, you know what I mean? When uh, when we when we were watching, we were texting in our, like, text group, and I remember at the end you said, like, the Nuggets won this game. I don't know, man. That's a pretty, like, those stat lines from the Clippers are pretty epic bad choke choking stat lines i feel like it was the clippers True. just lost yeah i think well, the nuggets won the series but like this particular points. game yeah it was uh 104 to 89 um i think i think the nuggets won the series because they played so well in games uh four five and six but even like losing closely in, in four uh in game four uh, i didn't it, like how paul just... george was like oh you know we're comfortable like you know we're not worried like we're gonna go into this game seven like anything when really like they had their backs against the wall mm. like you're a rolling nuggets team who's already come back for three one like they were in the driver's seat and and not the clippers the clippers it was their game to lose for sure and they didn't do anything to try to prevent that you know they had no they had no good plan for like beating Jokic. They they couldn't they couldn't put enough bodies on Jamal Murray, and it's like well, what was the game plan here? You know, they picked up like no offensive boards too. Like like Jokic was all over the boards anytime they shot. It was pretty fucking wild. Um, that being said, I I don't know. Can you I mean can you think of a more like a, a worse choke? In in like in 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 the NBA in recent history or something like that. I think it was a bad choke because the star Clippers power. were so yeah they were so lauded that they're gonna be great. I mean I feel like if this Clippers team lost in the Western Conference Finals it'd be like all right like this makes sense like you guys mm-hmm. went as far as you could but you ran into the wall that is LeBron James. But then from to not even make it that far to not make it out of the second round, it's like, you know. You just like the Bucks, <laughs> no? <laughs> Can't make it out. I mean, I, uh, I definitely they fell short. I definitely like. I wasn't really too upset when they lost too, just because of the way they kind of carried themselves this entire season. Like they had acted like they already fucking won like three championships when they haven't done shit. Like the only person who's won anything is on that team is Kawhi. Like Paul George has never done shit. Patrick Beverly has never done shit. Lou Will's never done shit. Like. I don't know. I, I when they lost, I was like, I was kind of like, I was extremely happy. Also because I have a bet on the Nuggets, but true, true. 
Um, also, like I've been talking to my brother about the uh, the trade that sent Paul George to L.A. Yeah, and like the trade that they got from the Rockets to give them Westbrook and get Chris Paul, and like. Like the OKC really won that trade, and like how many picks they got. Yeah. And like you have to wait like a couple of years to really see that come to fruition. But at the same time, like the Thunder went to the playoffs, and like they went, they did a seven game series, and like they lost, and they didn't make it out of the first round. But like, mm-hmm. how do you compare about to these other teams? Like the Rockets and the Clippers, like they have like three more wins, you know, mm-hmm. maybe four. You know, they made it to the second round, but like didn't win there. So it's like, is that's the gap of like how much better they got? You know how, how the difference between like oh Paul George got you four more wins in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but didn't get you a chip or anything, you know. So the OKC they're gonna get all these picks the next five years, <laughs> and they're they're probably gonna win a championship. Honestly, and, like, and, they have the pieces and the money. And the worst part about it is Paul George can just walk in two years, in next year if he wants to. He has a player option. I imagine he would pick it up, but he can just walk if he really wants to. So like yeah. the Clippers pretty much have like this two year window to like secure a championship at least, and, and, and to secure a championship one to get one but two to convince these guys Kawhi and Paul George to stay and now OKC set up for the next five years with all these these top these top draft yeah. picks don't trade with OKC no more because <laughs> they, they know what they're doing and they're gonna take advantage of you yeah you know? well, well I think they have like seven total first round picks between Houston and the Clippers like in yeah the next, in the next like and they got like two second rounds and like the option to swap if they need to yeah, you know I mean? it's dude. like <laughs> and they are, and they, and like, the, so I think Chris Paul is probably going to be moved in the offseason because I think that he's, he yeah, doesn't want to be got part so of much a, value now. Yeah, he doesn't want to be part of a, a rebuild either. But like, look at the young, the young talent that they have in, in fucking, uh, in, um, get Shea Gilders Alexander, in, uh, in Dennis Schroeder, and like, Dort? Yeah, yeah, Dort. Actually, Dort. Yeah, I actually like that. not so bad, right? I yeah. kind of like that, that OKC team. If they can convince Danilo Gallinari to come back, too, like they got some young talent they can build around. All they need, like, like your guy is Shea. All you need to do is mm-hmm. build guys around, like, around him. Maybe you can get, like, a 1A instead and find if, if you can manage to get, like, a top three pick. I don't think what they, they will. The, were they the fourth or the fifth seed this year? They were the fifth. Uh, I think they were the five seed, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's not half bad in the West. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially, like, it's not going to get more competitive. No. Especially with the Warriors coming back. You mm-hmm. know, the Suns, how they, you know, they might get a little bit better next year. The West is only going to get hard, harder. That's why I don't think the Clippers, they're going to do much better. They're not going to do much better next year. Yeah. It's just going to be that much more difficult, the road, you know, to get in as far as. Wait, as I know, did you say the Warriors are back next year, too? The Warriors going to yeah. come back next yeah. year. Yeah, I was going to say. All yeah, the teams okay. are going to get better in the West. The West is only going to get harder. And look, and look, the Grizzlies were missing their second-best player in Jaron Jackson. He's healthy next year. They're, they're yeah. a lot better team. Portland, at, you can bet that Portland's going to be back as well with with a healthy team, with with a healthy sure. Nurkic and Zach Collins. The Suns, the Spurs, they're going to be all a problem. Hell yeah. Like, this Clippers team, like, they've been exposed. You know, teams know how to beat them. I don't think they, ha- they have – they're uh, as much on this pedestal as, as they were like in the beginning of the season or like even before the bubble started. And also beating the East next year in a championship is going to be tougher cuz KD's coming back next year with Brooklyn. Ooh, yeah. Like that's going to be a Nets power team. that's going to be a powerhouse Nets team next year. And and you know whether they keep or they move Karis LeVert like that's a star. That's a pretty that's a that's a good fucking team. And and uh this year probably a little bit easier to beat the East in the in the NBA championship than it might be next year. Do you think uh you think the uh Nuggets are going to keep this success like next year? I don't know, man. So like they kind of showed it last night in the Laker game last night where they lost by 20. They kind of need a third guy and 
Gary yeah. Harris is not that guy. Paul Millsap is old. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. might be, but he's just atrocious on defense, and he's just so hot and cold. He's like, gonna get better. He's yeah. just kind of young, you know. He makes a lot of good plays, but you could tell that he's gonna, he's making some mistakes here and there. Mm-hmm. But like, he's gonna come. He's gonna get more well rounded as a player. I hope they don't ship him out somewhere too soon. Then he has to learn a new system. I like think he'll find, really find his spot in Denver. Off the top of my head, a good guy that would be like really helpful to them, Victor Oladipo. Um, a guy who might be they, a team might be willing to move off of Karis Levert. True. I mean, Aaron I think Gordon. they're gonna have a good series against the Lakers. I mean, yeah. Game one was last night. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean at the same the, time, the, like they just played two same seven game series. Probably yeah. a little tired. Um, and they just got into foul trouble. L- Lakers had a good game plan. I had to you know take advantage of them and like take out their key players. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it worked. I was talking about that with my boss Gotham today when I was um weird. I was dropping him off to do some stuff. Um, he like w- when when uh when Jokic, uh, Millsap, and and Murray all got into foul trouble in the middle of the second quarter. Three fouls mm-hmm. in the middle of the second quarter. It completely changed their defensive game plan in the second half because Jokic couldn't play as physical with AD. And if you notice, AD just fucking went off after that. Like he just started just playing everything physically. Like LeBron got he looked a little bit hurt. Um, and he was like kind of setting up AD a lot on the offensive side, but it might've been a a result of just AD was so hot. So he wanted to keep feeding him. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was bad. And as long as they can stay out of foul trouble, mainly Jokic, because Jokic versus AD is like the matchup that you need to really like Mm -hmm. focus on. And if Jokic can stay out of foul trouble and actually, if he can get, he needs to work on that better. If he can get AD into foul trouble, it's going to help them a lot. Um, really would. And and Murray's got to stay on the court. When if he gets in foul trouble and he's only playing like thirty five minutes because he can't, you know, he, they can't risk it. Like that completely gives up their like big play, like shot creating, um, like offensive game. Yeah, no, they like can't stop him. They can just only hope to slow him down. Yeah, which, which they're doing when he doesn't have any outlets. You want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there was a lot of times where he was stopped and he picked up his dribble and he couldn't find a pass, so he would just shoot it. And a lot of times he made them, mm. but like that's not your ideal setup, you know, that's not how you want to run your offense. Because Caruso, he's been on him a lot, and he can't, he just can't keep up. Yeah. He's going to keep his hands in there, he's going to make it a problem, but, like, at the end of the day, he's gonna, Jamal Murray's going to get to the bucket. And um, on on top of that, there's going to be one or two games where Porter's just hot, because he's always like that. He's all, he's all, He always yeah. has one or two games where he just comes out. So, like, w- when it's going to be, who knows? Hopefully it's a game where Murray's hot, too, and then and then, like, you know, they're going to be back in this series. Um, yeah, I think um, Denver's bench is better than the Lakers' bench. And, like, that's where they can make a lot of their gains. Because um, the Lakers had a 13-point lead, but it kind of stayed that way. Like, they kept scoring back and forth. And I feel like Denver did never had that time where they were able to go on, like, a 10-0 run or something like that where they can make it up because they didn't have their guys on the floor because mm-hmm. Jokic and you know, Murray went on the floor at the same time for, like, a decent amount of minutes. And, you know, that's where they explode, like, coming out of the second half and, like, can make a good run and keep the game close. And they never got to that point. They yeah. played competitive and hard, but 13 points, you know, still sitting on their head. That's a good they point about their about their bench. If they can get Monte Morris, Plumlee, Porter, Torrey Craig, if they can get those guys going, mm-hmm. it's but a those different game. those guys can't game. play a ton of minutes, you know what I mean? Like, they're good for, like, yeah. 12 minutes each, you know? Well, then it gives, like, for example, you put Plumlee in there for 15 minutes, it gives Jokic some rest so he can go up against, he have he was more fresh yeah, up against Anthony Davis. at the same time, Davis. you have Plumlee going against AD for 12 minutes. You know what I mean? It's like, that's not a matchup you really want. 
but I mean, this is playoff basketball. You need your bench guys to step up for for they things like that. It. Yeah. And like the Lakers are gonna have Rondo step up, you know. Yeah. They're gonna have Caruso step up, and like if you, if your bench could do, you know, can be better than that, you will. And they can. They just not. They didn't play like it last night. You could also all. you could also play big and play Jokic and Plumlee together with Millsap, and you can like kind of double on AD. You know, like there's a, there's a lot of things you could do. Either way, you need the bench to step up in order to do mm-hmm. that. They weren't in control of that game. Um, you know, game one is super important when you're playing against LeBron. Mm-hmm. You got to win game one. And I think with the the MVP voting and, like, announcement that happened, like, hours before, I mm-hmm. think that kind of changed it. And he was a little bit more, like, on his horse. Yeah, yeah. You know? A little more fire in his ass. About it. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, how angry could you be? Like, Giannis was going to get it. I don't know. LeBron, don't even get me started with him. Like, it's just, I, I don't I know. Mean, I'm not hating on LeBron, but it was just, like... Hey, we all knew Giannis was gonna get MVP no, weeks you, ago. You're not hating yeah. on him. I, I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and like his comments, like I'm not upset that he won. Like you know, rightfully so. I'm just upset how many first place votes. I'm like, well, if you agree or if you're satisfied with him winning and you more or less think that he should have won, then in theory you should get no first place votes. Like, like <laughs> that logic doesn't make any sense to me. Did he have more first place votes? No, he 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 only had 15 first place votes. He felt like he should have had more. More. LeBron. Oh, did. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Giannis, he's gonna get it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck are we the, talking about? That was about? the fact. Like, that was yeah. gonna happen. Like, it's nice to be in that conversation. Like, it was like him, James Harden, and LeBron were like the three who were. In uh, Luka Doncic probably. Yeah, I mean, but nobody came close to how Giannis's like performance this year. You know? No, no, no. Just, I think everybody kind of knew it was back to back. So I, I don't. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's so that's my entire LeBron, point. LeBron's just making an error. He's trying to go on that like Michael Jordan, like yeah, I took it personal kind of shit. Yeah, you know? and, like, yeah Just yeah. to go off, which I guess he did against Denver. But yeah. I think game two is gonna be, it's gonna be a little different. Mm. Or who knows? Maybe Denver goes down three one again. And, and then they, they come back. <laughs> they do it again. Like, oh yeah, we can only they're play just, when our back's against the wall. You know, dude, like, they're just the sore. They're just the sore in in you know like they're the itching in in on you that just yeah. won't go away. No matter what you do, it just will not go away. Um, Clippers, Jesus, <laughs> they blew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's move over really quick to the East, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, bro. Bam out of Bayou. Bam out of the Bayou is what they're calling. No, just kidding. Bam out of Bayou. Oh my God! What a fucking they, uh, block! Can you think of a better block than that? Is that the best? No. Is that the best block of all time? It it was a pretty emphatic block. It's just how it um how it all happened. You know, time running out mm-hmm. to tie, and then the way fucking Jalen Brown. No, no, that's not Jalen. That was Tatum. Brown. Jason Tatum. That's yeah. who it was. The way he came up for that dunk, he had beat Jimmy on the step. He came up with just such force, and I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to just stuff this. And then Ben comes out of nowhere. Yeah, dude. Oh, hand, my. Hand just completely curled back, too, and still ha- like keeps the strength to just keep it out Bro, of the bucket. That's bu- so much force coming down on you in the air, and he still like, – And, dude, and dude, you I knew – jumped off my couch. You knew that when – right, right? You knew that when Tatum when Tatum went up and to slam that down, he was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to slam this. Like, my team's going to get all pumped. I thought and, it was, the, yeah, there's thought it was gonna, It's going to light a fire in their ass, and we're going to come back and make this. And when, when he blocked that, it was the complete opposite. It was just Game demoralizing was for Game him. was over right there. 
No, no, no questions was asked. It, was it, it was you just, in the group chat that said that you literally like you just yelled super loud yeah, in your house? I started screaming at my house. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, were your roommates like, "What up. the fuck?" And we were all watching it together. And you guys you know, all so, like lost your mind together. Like, oh my god! Yeah, just <laughs> lost it because it was so incredible that fan just you know, and for him to even go up to contest that dunk, yeah, is incredible in itself. Even if he got like posters right there, like I would be like, "Damn, you went up for it." And for for him to not foul and not get called for the foul too, like there was there that was clean. That was all ball. It was pretty it was fucking wild. Ball. Let me tell you about the most impressive block I've seen in playoff history. I, I can't. I can't. More I mean, impressive yeah. than the LeBron chase down block. I was just thinking that, but no, nah, no. Nah, this one was this was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the moment was better for the chase down block. Game seven, end of the mm-hmm. game, like, but uh. But the uh, series, but the say. actual block itself, it was. Whew, that's gonna be, be in highlight reels series. forever. Um, so Celtics down two o two. Miami, I guess up two o. Yeah, they, I don't think they should have dropped game two, uh, but they they were kind of seemed like the the Celtics were a little scattered. Mm-hmm. Um, weren't like rotating on defense super well, and Miami was just clicking all cylinders. Their shooters are shooting so well. You hear the rumors Harrow, about Duncan about Robinson. the Celtics arguing in the locker room after the game? I mean, but, like, yeah, teams are going to argue mm-hmm. after they lose. You know, I, I think that's typical. Um, it'd be more concerning if they weren't arguing, you know. Yeah, it's you constructive, get it probably. Together. Yeah. yeah, you're going against a hot Miami team. Uh, you're down 2-0. Like, you got to get your shit together quick because they're not the Nuggets. They're not going to come back 3-1. Mm. They just, you know. Um Tatum's got to step said, up in those big moments, though, at the end the of the Celtics game. The Celtics are good. You know what I mean? They got yeah. they got four scores on the team who could really, really change the game. You know, they just got to figure out figure out how to, like, get Miami on their heels early and control the game. Yeah. The Heat, dude, Eric Spolstra is really running a, such a fantastic team. The mm-hmm. Heat are looking so nice. And all um, their guys are yeah. stepping up. Duncan Robinson shot 50% yesterday. Bruh. Or two days ago. Dude, they're crushing it, you know, and like everybody is just feeling it. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Bam had a bad night. Uh, I thought I thought game two he had like kind of a rough first half, mm-hmm. and then completely turned it around and was just like in a defensive problem for the Celtics. I'm like, that's what you need to see out of these guys. Yeah, I mean, Bam had 21 points, um, 10 rebounds, and a block. I mean, he was yeah, he was pretty he was pretty good. Dragic though, Dragic came up so big in game two. Dude, he, Dragic is the man. I keep saying it, man, but I can't say it enough. That man is he's playing himself into a another long term contract because someone's gonna pay him. Someone will pay that man. Yeah, um, t- Miami's going to the finals. I'm just gonna say it like. They're gonna go to the finals. But do you think it goes? It extends pretty, uh, pretty well for for the. I, I think I think Boston can get two wins I, out. Maybe I would maybe really three. like for it to go seven. Yeah, I would really like it because it's gonna be such a. Good Every season. game has been so close. I, I, Every game. Yeah. But, I mean, two o two o now. I don't know. I'm gonna put my. I would put my money on the Heat. It it it's gonna take I a feel, lot to, to get them to cool down. I feel like two o would be different if. It was normal going in, you know, they're going into Miami or they're they're going into into Boston to, you know, and they have to travel. But because it's mm-hmm. in the bubble, it's a lot more like it's a 50-50 shot. There's no home field advantage. Everybody's getting the same amount of rest. They don't have to travel. Like anything can happen. You know what I mean? So like a 2-0 lead in the bubble doesn't like worry me too much if I'm a Celtics fan. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, I, w- I want to talk about Kemba Walker. <laughs> okay. That dude. 
just so many wasted years in Charlotte. Where so he many. Played, so he played like out of his mind basketball, but it just flew under the radar because he wasn't making the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't going to be considered for anything like spectacular because he's on such a shit team organization. And now he's finally in a good organization where he can shine. A dude just goes off. I love the way he plays basketball. He just he shoots so well. Kemba Walker. And I feel like this is the guy, like, he's been consistent like that. Ever since college, when we found out about Kemba, we're like, dude, this guy's going to light it up in the NBA. And he has been. Yeah. But just uh, hasn't had the room to shine. And I'm just, I'm glad that we're seeing it now, finally. Let me ask you this and question. I was asking my boss, Gotham, who's a, who's a Celtics fan. At the end of the game, with the game on the I line. I Gotham. Yeah, yeah, you know Gotham. Um, yeah, you work at Gotham all the time. Um, but I'm just, for the listeners who don't know Gotham. <laughs> uh, my boss, he's he's a Celtics fan. Um, and we've watched all the games together. He's hilarious to watch game with because he's an emotional wreck. Um, <laughs> with the game on the line, who do you want the ball? If you're the Celtics, who 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 do you want the ball in their hands? Jason Tatum or Kemba Walker? Jason Tatum. So I agree. Um, I think they both can create their own shots so well, but it feels like Brad Stevens has kind of gone to Kemba more the past couple games, mm. which is kind of weird. Yeah, I see that. Jason uh, Tatum is probably the best player in the whole series. Like he's you, had a you, you got to give him Tatum's the ball. Tatum's had a couple of those like end of the game, like all right, this is gonna tie it up. You know, mm-hmm. and he's missed a couple, so I can see why he wants to like, dif- you know, like missing the else. free throws in game one. But I think Tatum is the best player on the Celtics. I think he's the so best player in the series, dude. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I can see that. I think he's better yeah. than Jimmy Butler. I think so too. Yeah. But. You saying it was an upset uh, that Boston beat Toronto? Yeah, it was. I think so. Uh, te- technically, a yeah, two to three seed, um, but even though it went to seven, I thought the I thought the Celtics outplayed Toronto a lot. Yeah, but Toronto played so well all season that you just thought that they're going to figure it out. Like Nick Nurse is going to figure true. it out. You know, they did come back because the first couple games of that series, um, Boston were blowing them out. I think they won the first two games by like. 15 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm trying to find a way, because they're such a good team, but mm-hmm. not having a, not having a superstar who could really, like, take some of the weight and, like, really put them over the edge. You wouldn't consider in. Kyle Lowry a superstar? No, not at all. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. He's just not. Yeah. I think he's a star. But then again, I guess, like, you know, without Kawhi, they, they couldn't make it out of the second round, but at the same time... Kawhi couldn't make it out of the second round. There you go. There you go. Kawhi, so. you <laughs> the Clippers are just they're terrible. <laughs> do you think he would have do you think Kawhi would have had a better chance going further if he would have stayed with the Raptors? Oh, one hundred percent. Because one, he's going in the East, two, they're the defending champs, and three, like you saw how they played this year without Kawhi. Like they're imagine if they had they're Kawhi. They would have been insane. Yeah. yeah. Kawhi could have could have dropped fourteen points and still won the series. Also, I think that Nick Nurse is a better coach than Doc Rivers. Like you know. Oh, for sure. So Doc Rivers he blew it. That helps a ton too, you know. But that that's a guy who's not going to lose his job anytime soon, I don't think. No, I mean, just because of his his history, which is ridiculous, because I think that the game has kind of passed him by a little bit. But uh, I don't know. He's got he's to gotta change something up. I don't, I don't know what it is, but he's got to change yeah, something up. Yeah, I mean, it's, what, what could the Clippers do? Like, add another piece? You know, it's like, no, nah, they really. just got to play better. They yeah. just got to be better. Because they have great role players. <laughs> that's you don't really, the game, you yeah. don't really need new ones, I don't think. Yeah, Exactly. It's, it's like, there's no reason they should feel, fail like this and yeah. i think that's why it's such a big collapse yeah i think you just run it back and hope that they play better next year yeah i still think the clippers are a better team than the lakers all around 
I do too, but somehow the Lakers are figuring it out. I mean, that's just the the what LeBron does. Yeah. I mean, Lakers did have some preferable matchups, you know. Like a, a weak Trailblazers team who couldn't hold that up for a whole series, but, and then like but that's what you get a, a Rockets team that just couldn't shoot anymore. But that's what you get when you come in first in in the regular season. Oh, that's why I the totally regular season season matters. Like you know, like yeah. People, people who say the regular season doesn't matter is bullshit because I think we just saw that result this, this See, playoffs. Yeah. Except for the East because look, look who crushed the regular season and then yeah. <laughs> sucked. It was the Bucks, yeah. Um, I'm so a lot happy they didn't give Giannis the MVP last week when they almost got swept. <laughs> yeah. That would have sucked. That would have sucked. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for uh, NBA Breakfast Pod this episode or this, this session. Thanks for coming on, Xavier. No worries. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk soon, buddy. Peace out, bro. So on Wednesday, uh, or no, sorry, Tuesday, the Big Ten announced that, or no, Wednesday, um, they announced that um, they have decided to unanimously vote to to play football this season. they are going to start middle of August or October. Um, it looks like they're only going to play eight um, in-conference games for their schedule. But after a long, I mean, me and Brad talked about it last time he came on this podcast um, a lot about um, negotiations and how some people in the some conf- or some schools in the Big Ten wanted to um, to play. They ultimately decided to do it. So uh, Bradfield is back. What's up, Brad? What's going on, man? Uh, and he brought along his good buddy uh, Jay Mansker, um, a Michigan alumni as well. Jay, welcome to welcome to my podcast. Hey, man, it's good to be here. Hey, we, Chris, yeah, Chris, can I do something before we uh, we get too far involved here? Can I apologize for my bashing of Cal football and terrible <laughs> Pac-12? Because you know what, I listened to it after you released it last week, and. Um, it was pretty harsh. It was pretty harsh. Okay. You guys don't deserve that. You know? Um, I mean, it's not your you fault. Have any liquid, the, the, have any liquid courage in that? He basically, uh, yeah. he basically said that Pac-12 football doesn't exist. It's not, their, it's not their fault that Pac-12 football sucks. It's like, it's, like I shouldn't, okay. I shouldn't rub it in their face. Okay. When, when okay. Brad and I'm sorry. Drinks, you got to take whatever opinion he has and just dial it back. You know, Brad, you literally matches, just apologized like, and then, he and then insulted again. You literally, you just apologize and then you just re-insulted. So your apology means nothing. All right, I just wanted to get that out there. I'm sorry to everybody. Okay, let's talk some Big Ten. Let's do this. Yeah, I mean, this is only going to be about the Big Ten today anyway because, you know, apparently us Pac-12 fans are just not good enough for you guys, but whatever. Pac-12 is a wonderful conference. I think it's the the, the closest to uh, in similarities to, to Big Ten, I think. We're Ooh, a little yin and yang here. I like this. Jay. Well, I, mean, I mean, hence the reason they, why they the Rose Bowl is between yeah. the, the Pac-12 and the Big right. Ten. I'm yeah. just saying, you think about the, the kinds of people, the, the quality of the schools that, 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 that pervade, you know, those conferences. I think they're, they're conferences that take education seriously, um, you know, among other things and ethics. And, you know, I, I think they're good conferences. Uh, Jay, where are you where are you broadcasting from? I am broadcasting from Austin, Minnesota, uh, Austin, Southern Minnesota's Minnesota. Horm- yeah, that's right. Spam Town, USA. A little plug for Hormel. This is the corporate headquarters for Hormel. Uh, it's where they were founded, you know, over 100 years ago, and it's where Spam, Spam Town, USA, as we know, they have a little Spam museum here. So there you go, Southern Minnesota. 
and you are a, a lawyer, and you went to two Big Ten schools, right? You you went to your undergrad from Michigan, and then you got your your law degree at at, at Minnesota, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, you know, I was it was funny too because I was a Michigan fan even before I went to to Michigan. I think it's just because when I was a kid, I liked their helmets. Uh, and then nice. you know, my family, Wind my mother helmet. retired from the military. We yeah, we moved to uh, Michigan, and then it was they, they were just kind of there. And, and then all my friends were Sparty fans, and I kind of just like being the antagonist, so I made it easy. You know, like that's, that, that's then, the Michigan State Spartans for everybody else. Yeah. And then um, and then, um, you know, as soon as I was able to, I went there and it was a dream come true because it's, it's a wonderful school. And, and then, you know, I tried to get in there to law school. Unfortunately, didn't make it. You know, I got waitlisted there and I was I was literally I mean, that's, in, that's one of the best schools in the country. So it, I, no, no offense. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I imagine that their law school is pretty tough to get into. I think it's the second best public school in the country. Yeah, um, I think the, the ranking just came out. Yeah, second or third best public undergrad it's, school. It's I mean, usually, law school it's is like usually a like Cal and Michigan or one, two. They kind of dance yeah. around. Oh, um, stop that. Stop Stanford's that. up there. Well, it's usually Stanford, they do. I think, that's, is that's up a there. Fa- no, no, I'm sorry. I'm talking about public schools. Sorry. Just oh, public yeah, schools. Yeah, oh, public. Yeah, right. Um, but, you yeah. know, um, that, I, that's um, a fact, Brad. I'm, I'm not even like trying to, like, I'm not even. Like, U.S. News, you can look at it. U.S. News just put published something uh, about it, though. Cal's not on it. Um, no, yeah, but Michigan, I think Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I think Michigan is like, yeah, it's like number, it's top seven in law schools. In Minnesota, you know, not, not, not to take away from them, they're a top 20 law school. They're one of the best law schools in the country. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it, unfortunately, you know, I was waitlisted at Michigan. I was trying to get in there and be a, you know, uh, and go, to, but I'm glad I did, man. I'm glad I got to experience and go out to Minneapolis. Uh, you know, shout out to Minneapolis for being a really, really cool city. So is Michigan, uh, it's in Lansing, right? No, no. Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Uh, Michigan Lan- State. Lansing Michigan is... State's in uh, yeah. uh Ann Arbor. is Ann Arbor a, a college town mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah that's basically all it's there it's just it's it's U of M people that work for U of M and retirees. a lot of college bars and stuff like that around oh yeah oh yeah the whole experience no it's it, it's I mean it's like if you were to you know central casting right you know mm-hmm. the ivy on the walls kind of deal old school mm-hmm. buildings you know the history it's it's everything you'd want I think in an undergrad experience and you know it was it was a wonderful school to go to academically trying as well I was talking to my buddy Julio yesterday about like, because he was talking about how he wants to um, go. Because I guess, uh, you know, we're hopeful, fingers crossed. But I think it's, uh, I think it's a pretty realistic um, um, assessment that Charles Woodson gets in the Hall of Fame this coming year, and it'd be really cool to go to Canton, Ohio, and and like be like go to that ceremony and then go visit um, the Football Hall of Fame and. Uh, uh, we, I was saying like, yeah, you know, like that'd be a really cool road trip. And, uh, you know, if it's especially during like college football season, I've always wanted to do like a college town, like big, like football culture, like road trip, like go to like Ann Arbor, go to like uh, Baton Rouge, uh, South Bend, like all these small towns that I, you know, I've never experienced the culture of those things before. The thing that, and it's like either go to a game or go to a bar and watch a game and just experience that. Yeah. That'd be so fucking cool. My buddy and I, Mike St. John, we were bullshitting overseas and we were pitching an idea. And I'm sure something's been done about it since this was back in 2008, nine. I mean, we were even trying to like figure out how to like copyright it or something or get it going. But the idea was we wanted to go and take like an RV or something like that and just go to game day. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and do dude, game yeah. day every Follow week day across around. the country. Yeah. Right. It, but not the what you get on TV, right? Like what us fans would get, you know, go to the places, start finding the places, find all the low key bars, like doing, yeah. you know, essentially just what all plenty of those travel shows kind of do, but just with game day with football and you thought that yeah. that would be a really cool thing. I still want to do that when I retire, kind of kind of follow that around or pick a team to follow around. Oh yeah. And Brad, how do you guys know each other? How are you guys such close friends? 
uh, we served together. We were deployed together. Um, we actually met. And, uh, we were at Fort Hood in uh, pre-deployment. And uh, we got put in the same uh, platoon together and just kind of kicked it off. And uh, nice. Jay's, Jay's great because he's like, he's a complete asshole. But he's like your he's like your asshole though, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, I think uh, I've actually toned it down a lot since I've gotten out of the military. I used to kind since of since you became a lawyer an and you, you're so litigious now. I'm I'm so litigious. No, I'm always be that. See that I guess that would be my asshole nature is I'm I'm combative and, and, and arguing. Right. I, I think that that's where my ass. Not that I'm mean. I I I try to be, and I'm getting softer and softer until my work. I was really good at being. I was really good at being. Um, and it was a really tasking thing to, you know, transition to the civilian world. And, but I've been making it kind of like my goal to just be nice and kind to people. Cause I think yeah. that that's, we need more of it. And that's how I want to be treated as, as I, as I get older, man, I'm just going to don't got time for BS, just being nice. You know, with that said, I, I can certainly, if I have an opinion or if I'm digging in on a side, I can, I can frustrate the hell out of some people, at least my wife, um, she, she gets pretty upset with me when I start, you know, trying to argue with her like i'm in court all right well let's not incriminate yourself against your wife on this podcast so let's uh, let's keep let's uh, let's go let's go back into Rachel, come on here no yeah. she knows it man she knows she always going. goes out here she's like she, she wears that badge like pride she's like you know what it's like to have to argue with a lawyer every day <laughs> uh all right so big 10 football is back um it looks like they're gonna start towards the end of october um only eight game season uh brad what was your were you surprised when you first found out they're coming back I know we talked about it a little bit in the last podcast, but still, I mean, it kind of looked like it wasn't going to happen. Uh, I'm very surprised. Um, it really came out of nowhere. I mean, I guess we shouldn't be, though, after, you know, week one of the NFL and all the hype, and then obviously college football as well, too. Um, we, I mean, You're SEC talking about, like, with start. the ACC starting last weekend? ACC like and uh, Big 12. Big 12 is this weekend, though, right? Oh, Big 12's this weekend. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then SEC is um, the following weekend. Right, right. I mean, so they're not back in the complete full swing yet. Yeah. But with AC, you know, the hype is there, and um, yeah, it, I mean, it kind of it kind of came down the pipe, and, and it came quick, right? I mean, we had the we had the leaked footage, the hot mic from uh, Nebraska, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then that that story kind of picked up and rolled, and you know, it it, it moved quick, and you really want to know because with all the backlash from all the players and the players' families and everything, uh, what really changed it, right? And honestly, I think what it came down to was the coach from Ohio State, right? Yeah. Ryan Day? I, um, when Ryan Day – yeah, sorry. When, when Ryan Day put, the, put the, the letter out to the, to the Big Ten saying, like, this has to happen, like, they jumped – and yeah. I think what this comes down to, just to make this quick point that we can we can move up, we can move on, is the Big Ten wants Ohio State to compete for a national championship. Exactly. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And they thought, you know what, we got to get this in. Let's just try. It. Let's go. But here's the thing, though. Nebraska was the team was the 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 team that really like pushed for it last time around, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but Nebraska's not think- contending for national championship. I, I think you're, you're you're touching, Brad. I think you're touching, hinting, and dancing around it when you're talking about wanting to get Ohio State a chance. You know, I think you're dancing on it. So I have a little bit take on it. I think I wasn't shocked at all. Uh, from my perspective, they were ready for it. They were waiting on for it, and they were looking for any excuse to do it because of money. Yeah. Here in simple money. Regents, people are sitting behind there and losing millions, losing their ass. This brings in more money than anything else for these schools. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that they were ready for it. And so let me tell you exactly what they were waiting for. Other people to do it first and to do it successfully. Liability. It's the same thing I'm going through right now with when you're when when all, all the companies are going through right now and making their decisions to to bring employees back from remote, right? Nobody wants to be the first ones to do it. Right. Because here's the deal and negligence. Right. If you were to get sued for it later, they'd say, well, I'm suing you because I got sick because you brought me in. Right. And if and if you say, but every single other person in the industry did it, you're just abiding by industry practice at this point. You're not negligent. by this, You know what I mean? However, if you're the only one. Right. If you're like they brought me back and I got sick and, my, and I died or, you know, my husband went there and got sick and, died, and you were the only one to do it. It's going to make you look like you shouldn't have done it. Right. And so all they're waiting on is the big 10, same thing with these other schools is other people to do it, to wrap their hands around the liability to see what the risk versus reward was. They always knew they wanted to do it. And I think they were just kind of giving it some time to, to figure it out. And I also think they knew they didn't give a shit about the four, three, four, five BS games that don't really bring in a whole lot of money. They're usually favors to these other schools. They make yeah, it's, it's, it's other schools. So right, everything, right. Yeah. everything's always, it, it's, everything's always been about just conference games. So everybody right. knew that. Yeah, we all knew we were getting And so that games. was nothing. And so there was no rush. There was no rush to get that week one kickoff, man. Like there were, actually, let the other people do it. Let's see if any crazy super spurter events happen, right? Like, like week one college football happens and then all of a sudden sick, 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 thousand sick. Boom, you didn't do it. You look brilliant. Now, Every, uh, lots of schools have done it. People are doing it. And there's going to be some stuff happening, but now you have your ass covered. That, that's actually a good point, Jay, because I mean, at least on social media, there was a lot of, um, I, people were definitely happy that college football was back last weekend with the ACC. And like, even though the, the, the college game day game of the week was, was wake forest versus Clemson and Clemson just beat the shit out of wake forest. It was still like, there was just an overwhelming like um, celebration that they People they actually it. got it. Yeah, yeah. So once the Big Ten saw that, they're like, "Oh fuck, we got to jump on this." Brag, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say Jay Mansker coming in with the lawyer take right off the bat. Well, it's just coming in hot. He can't help it. Well, it's a business coming in hot with it. He's a scumbag, just like all of corporate well, we'll lawyer. The difference is, is I'm 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 a corporate lawyer for a food company. Okay, I'm not out there just at a giant firm making rich people rich. I'm just trying to make business happen, man. My job is to make business happen. Get food from here to there, man. I make contracts happen. I make business happen. So I'm actually a lot closer to the business side of things when, when I'm doing this as opposed to when I was in private practice. That was actually going to court, being a litigator, doing things like that. So, so Jay, um, how do you feel like about enemy. how do you feel about the Big Ten coming back? Like personally, um, I'm fine with it. I mean, as long as the people know what they're doing and they're and they're given all the facts, you know what I'm saying. I, I think that uh the players you know as long as they're given all the facts and all the opportunities to opt out and stuff i think they're put in a tough position because as a player do you want to opt out and lose that opportunity to to showcase your skills right you're not getting any younger but you know you know they're not gonna you're not gonna lose a year of eligibility but you can play but who knows you know i mean there's a lot of you know it, you know what if factors there um but i'm fine with it as long as it can be done so i was never against i i was just always whether it was the nfl baseball nba it doesn't matter just listening to the right people doing it sensibly and doing it in the most practical and safe manner possible right like not just being bullheaded doing it just to do it right like like listening to people who know what's happening and, and i thought that it could be accomplished especially without fans you know and i, and I mm. think that i thought that it could be done I, I i was i had actually guessed probably october november we might see some games because i think i felt like that would be long enough to uh uh, to kind of see how it starts, how it starts panning out, how you know how how it pans out around. The 
Yeah. Brad, what about Those you? Are my chogs and I'm good with it. <clears throat> um, I got, I mean, if you listen to my last take on the whole thing about college football season, my, uh, my big stance was about the players, right? I want to see the, mm-hmm. the best talent in college football. And my, I, I took a strong stance on a lot of the best players not playing. Mm-hmm right? The players that went through the draft. And I was actually just looking at this too, because I, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, so I'm looking at the update right now of Todd McShay's rankings for notable players just in the Big Ten for notable players who have already opted out. This is as of yesterday, and I already know at least one more that's not in this list, right? Um, Penn State linebacker uh, Micah Parsons, he has his number five overall. This, this is for overall players. Like, dra- like draft mm-hmm. prospects? Yes, overall draft prospects. Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State, number five. Uh, wide receiver, Minnesota, Rashad Bateman, number seven, mm. right? Uh, Ohio State QB, Sean, or sorry, cornerback, Sean Wade, number 13. And it goes down. You got the number 28 is a center, the number 30, number 46, wide receiver, Purdue, a couple of Michigan players, uh, the number seven tackle, Jalen Mayfield. But actually, I think, actually, I think he said now he's coming back. So he flipped on that. And then another one, yeah. too. Uh, but he has yeah, to re-enroll for school, though. So that's kind of a – how's he going to figure that out? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, 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 I haven't heard the Jalen Mayfield thing. It starts. I hadn't heard the Jalen Mayfield thing. That's something Jay said earlier. Mm. He said that he heard he was coming yeah. back. So I don't know if you can touch on that. But I mean, anyways, but no, I didn't hear he was coming back. All right, cool. I'm in school now. I, 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 I heard he was opting like, out. Okay. Yeah, no, I heard he was opting out. I didn't hear he was coming back. I okay, just heard he was okay. Out. No, right, yeah, my point 21 is, players and all. Right. My point is here, like, these are all, like, these guys are all – they get the point. Now, right, so there's 21 players. enough talent, though, to just – I mean, yeah, you named all some players, but, like, you know, so each team loses a person in the top 20. Like, oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I want, I want to hear the rest of this take. Yeah, sorry, Brad was finished. pretty strong on this last, last episode. Right. I understand it's only 21 players, but the joy of college football, at least for me, is watching these is, is watching these kids and watching these people, make, these kids make these big plays, right? Uh, Penn State, who is I'm thinking probably second or third in the Big Ten, has a chance to run to run it. Uh, they just lost their their middle linebacker, who which completely changes, especially in a college setting. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he maybe he makes those those four or five stops against Ohio State that wins in that game. Yeah. Right? That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, um, but at the same – they're all – but 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 isn't it kind of – I mean, for the most part, I mean, some are hurt worse than others. Like, Michigan State has four that's opted out. Penn's only lost one. Michigan you know, State, like, actually. I hold mean, on. What, what I'll say is, if anything, it's it's kind of even out across the board. And, and I guess at the end of the day, like, I mean, I get what you're saying about not having, like, you know, the best talent out there. But if you're losing maybe maybe a top – 20 guy off each team which you're not maybe you'd lose in a top 20 guy off of three teams or four teams but you know one i don't think that that would destroy the fabric of the game i don't think you'd watch that game and suddenly be like god geez, i would enjoy this game so much more if they were in there right like but I still he just said that's that's happen. how but that he just said that's his watching experience it's how he right. enjoys no, no, the no, game. no sure no and i'm just i'm just giving my feedback i think that like i, I you know I, I appreciate that take i just I, sometimes I, I don't know if i I, I don't I do I tune in for stars. I don't just tune in for stars. I think with like these teams in college football, it's like it's like team. You know, I, I almost don't I care I almost care less about the names on these college teams as much as I do want to watch Michigan. I want to get here to the victory. I want to see the crowd in the big we're now we're not gonna get the crowd. 
you know, so that's one thing that's definitely, but, you know, I think that's, you know, I think I get more attached to maybe people in the pros because I think I have a longer relationship with them. You know, it's come and go in the college football. It's a use and abuse one or two years, you know, two years, and, and you know, um, but, you know, in the pros, you can get that quarterback forever and then you kind of fall in love with that person. So, I mean, that's also, why I differ. I but, think so that's why but, I, I have a different feeling experience than that. Go ahead, go ahead. But right. also in the pros, this is, this is just a rebuttal to this to right now. Like we were just talking about, I don't want to get on a Cowboys rant here, but we were just talking about the Cowboys and you said they, they lost Vanderbosch, right? Or Vanderesh, their, their mm-hmm. linebacker. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's going to suck. That's going to kill their defense. So that's the exact point I just made with, with right now where Penn State's probably not. It's literally gonna the exact same but point. It didn't yeah. kill my experience with the team. Like I didn't, it doesn't. It, like, but again, you know what, I, again, Jay, but again, he's talking about his experience and how no, he no, enjoys. No, sure. But no, he, I'm saying he used that as like a, like to try like as a counter. I'm just saying that for me, you know, you're saying that that not, your point's valid. That it's like, oh no, that kills the defense, but it doesn't kill the team. Like it doesn't. Yeah, I don't. Right. In my mind, I'm still like, who's stepping up? Right. Who's gonna go? I'm not giving up until the, you know, the parts are dealt. Right. I still think they can play. So that's my point. Is like, I can lose even on a pro team. I could lose Dak, right? Dak, and that sucks, and that would blow. But I would but the still magic tune still in. There. I would still, yes. the ma- I would still fucking tune in. I'd still be. And I agree with that. that. And I, I still and I agree with that. that. And I guess that that's why. And when I look at the college football, same thing. I'll be super. It'll be super shitty if you don't have your starting quarterback, right, or your running back, like a skill position. Less noticeable when it's one of the old, you know, the, the supporting positions. But I'd be super bummed. But I don't know if I'm not tuning in and enjoying it. Probably at the exact same levels I may have been any other right, time. I right, right, right. I didn't say I'm not tuning in, but I'm just making a point where I'm the like enjoyment factor. You're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. It does get to a point kind of where it's like, is this a little watered down or whatever. So anyways, oh, yeah, no, I feel that. I think that if was my, that was my on point. each team, it might be a little bit more watered down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you were talking about losing three, four, five with the top talent on your team at a time, you know, like I, I certainly could see that. But if you're losing like, you know, the fourth, if like the worst hit to you is like the fifth best person on your team and just that's it. And every team basically has that scenario happen. You know, I, I don't know how much I, I personally, you know, you don't miss it. Well, All right, now that the, now well, the Jay's soapbox too. hour is over, we can we can move on to the next question. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so how how does it change college football, Brad? Uh, with the Big Ten coming back, yeah. Um, I think, and Jay, I know you were reading on this before the podcast, so uh, or before the taping here, so you can enlighten this a little more. Um, I think the Pac-12 is is quick to come up now, right? I think everybody's going to come back. I mean, who knows if the Mac's going to come back? I mean, who? I'm a hater anyway, so who really cares if the Mac comes back anyways? But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Return um, of the Mac. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I think the Pac-12 comes back, and if they can try to rush through, and I mean, I mean, if they get through all eight games and everybody gets to this rush schedule, and we can get to a college football playoff in December, like amazing, man, awesome, dude. Like, am I thinking about safely? Like, obviously. Am I am I going to watch it now, hoping that because I have a you know I have I have a, I have a horse in the race now. Like I'm going to watch, hoping Michigan can make the college football playoff. Yeah, yeah. What it does do is the crazy is I mean every year it's always been like you get one loss you're out right. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple of years in the past where you get two losses maybe even like maybe I, I don't know about a three loss team ever making it but like a two loss Alabama or something. I think like a that. three's pushing it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I don't think a three loss team will ever make the college football playoff. But like a two-loss Alabama or two-loss Clemson or something like that would have always had on, on the bubble. Now, any team in America with an eight- or nine-game schedule, one loss, you're fucking done. Yeah. What do you think, Jay? Oh, 
Absolutely. I mean, especially with this, I think especially, you know, conferences like the Big Ten or Pac-12 are going to get be under extra ridicule from the conferences that are playing more games, right? They're going to be looking for extra. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Big Ten's throw, playing less, yeah. To throw their arms up and be like, you know, even if four of their games are bullshit it's games, that we all know they're going to, you know, win anyways. But, you know, they're going to be under extra scrutiny. So, I mean, bottom line is here's the deal. Ohio State at a Big Ten gets in unless or the team that beats Ohio State and only has, and has zero losses maybe this one is the loss. year baby That's this it. is the year like, i don't i i don't i'm not even sure a one loss I, I i think maybe a one loss ohio state team can get into the playoffs if it's a flukish game mid early season i don't think it i don't think it can man i don't think i think i think with eight games i think with eight games and then, and then you loss. look at the acc big 12 and sec and they're playing 10 to 11 games like there's there's just no fucking way but like if, I, if i'm it, if i'm in the playoff committee there's no way i'm giving a bid to a, a, a big right. 10 team that goes eight the that argument seven against that would be if you look at if you look at like previous years where, for instance, Ohio State had a one loss against like an in Indiana, I think last year, or the year before, whatever, they had a yeah. loss against Indiana, randomly, right? Like they're still going to play those games, right? So it's it's I'm not suggesting that what you're saying isn't right that that they wouldn't even do it, but I think it'd be foolish not to because what you'd be basing that off of is is actually so you're saying that because they didn't play four games against garbage teams who they had a 99.9999 percent chance of winning you wouldn't let them in, even though in those same seasons where they dominated them, but then lost to an Indiana and say in this season, they lose to a Penn state. No, but in the big 10 there's, but in the big 10, there's 16 teams, right? There's a 14 or is it 16? 14, there's 14. 14. So, so the eight game schedule where it's like, okay, well they play like four bullshit teams, but that that's not usually how it is. It's usually two bullshit teams in order to get like some local teams, like, like Western Michigan or something like that in order to get like their, their revenue in. And then it's like two other big 10 teams, or maybe they go to, to two like ACC teams or two SEC teams. I think there's but because, three or four bullshit teams. Maybe you're right. Either way, because they're not so okay. Fine. Let, let's say let's say normally in a normal circumstance they're only playing eight out of uh, eight conference games and and four out of conference games. But this season, because of the the stipulations and rules that the that the NCAA and the conferences have put um, on on college football, the ACC and the SEC are only playing conference games. So instead of playing eight conference games which is probably your half conference and then four bullshit games they're playing 10 full conference games so they're adding two more conference games to their schedule so and 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 and, and hold on on. and the big 10 is not doing that they're just playing only eight conference games so to add two more tough matchups to their schedule i feel like there's a little bit more credibility to the acc and the sec the big 12 is not doing that the big 12 is doing four out of conference games and eight conference games so I, it's a little bit different. i think what you're saying is valid and i think that if anything what i would do is get, it's almost like give them more deference rather than i guess in my view there there are there are ways to give deference above what the big Ten's doing but i don't think you hold it against the big Ten if that makes sense, right? Because I don't think, like I'm looking at a couple of years ago and, you know, like in the Big Ten, Michigan, Hawaii, UCF, Colorado, you know, it, it, those are just three of the garbage games. And so, so it's like, you kind of, and they dominated all those games. And then when it came down to the big, the actual Big Ten schedules, when they actually ran into the hiccups like they do every single year. And, and so I guess that's my point is, I mean, if you're just cutting out the BS games and then you, you accept, uh, traditionally you'd accept Ohio State losing you know, one game to a Big Ten game. So why not accept in Ohio State the lost one game to it? But to your point, I do think you would give deference in a situation like ACC, maybe not Big 12, 
right, where they're just doing the same thing. But like with the ACC, that's adding that. I think the Big Ten could have got more credibility if they had done that. Can I can I say something? I think I think the only there's only two conferences that will allow a one loss team, and it's the ACC and SEC. I think Chris, you're onto something. I agree with what you're saying, Jay. Because they're playing point. two. Because they're playing two more games. Exactly. Two more exactly. Conference games. That's where I'm at in this. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! I think I think you guys are 100 right. I think that that is practically what happened. I guess my I I I was just throwing out positing. I'd make the argument that I don't really know. You know, say it's a negative that they're only doing eight conference games. If if right. I'm on the it college will, football playoff committee, them. if I'm yeah. on the playoff committee, I'm definitely taking that in, into consideration, and like I am definitely holding it against them. Like it it it, it, it to to be completely fair and. And look, and, and I'm not saying that you're biased, but there is, it does it sound a little bit of a biased opinion in this. And as an outsider looking in, as a, as a Pac 12, there you go. Um, as a Pac 12 fan, the outsider looking in, this is, this is just the way I, everyone has bias. And let me just say, because I forgot to say it, how I feel about it is the exact same way I felt about it in the last podcast that me and you had, Brad. I feel this is completely irresponsible. I think that it's a total money grab. It's the same situation that the NCAA always has. It's like, well, you were an we're an educational institution when it's convenient for them, but then we're a business now because it's convenient to be a business. So we're asking these nineteen to twenty two year old kids to risk their lives. Yes, they're in per, they're in amazing health and whatever, but we don't know what the long term effects of this of this virus is. And we're asking these these kids to risk their lives in order to make our money back when really for years we've been taking advantage of them and making money off them. I think it's total bullshit, but oh, it's so, always a money. It's, so money. What, it's definitely a money grab. But the so biggest what do you thing, say to that, what do you well, say do you to that any... when you have, when you have, when you have uh, the, like the players saying like the kids that, that they say they want to play and now even their families and their parents saying, let these kids play D- uh, uh, Dylan McCaffrey, right. Quarterback for Michigan, just transferred out Ed McCaffrey's kid, right. Famous uh, receiver in the NFL. They were very strong, and they were very much against the Big Ten for doing this. They wanted their kids to play. So if the parents of these kids are saying, get out there and let them play, who is the conference to say, no, it's not safe for them? Well, and I guess that's my thing is I like I I, I see what, I agree with you on the on on the, you know the evil you know I don't want to say the, the evil but the evil NCAA right just they're about the money they don't care about the players let's not pretend they do this is never about them this has always been about the NCAA but I do think that there is something to grown ass men who you know when I was eighteen nineteen I was overseas in a war right like you can make your own decisions I think there's something to say you don't have to play it, you, the season won't be held against you now I get it's easy for me to sit here and say. There's all sorts of pressures to play. What are you going to lose in that season and not playing? Oh, yada, yada, yada. But if, it, but if it's canceled the season and not play or just opt out, it's the same consequence for you either way. You're going to sit out a season and you're going to play the next season. So it's, it's your choice. There is at some point in time an but, individual but, but, choice. Yeah, but I, for this case with the pandemic, I don't think that it, it necessarily correlates because like the way that you manage your personal life and how you – um, interact with society. In fact, uh, it affects other people in in terms of getting rid of this virus. So if you want to go play football and and you know, you, let's say you catch the virus and then you infect eight, you know, on a on a college football team, it's a hundred people. Let's say you infect, like, let's just lot, just hypothetically, you infect your entire team. So a hundred kids get infected. What if they're in contact with their families and like, what, you know, it's just like, yeah. it's just an, well, on, and, 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 oh, hold yeah. on. and, and, and these kids are under a lot of pressure because in order to play the game, because 
you know, this is like their future at at risk. This is like, what if there's a kid who's a sophomore and he's trying to make a good impression um, to rise his his draft stock? Maybe he's like a a sixth or seventh round pick right now, and he wants to try and get to like the third and fourth round, like like area. In uh, this last season, maybe this is a senior season. This last season this is his last chance to try and raise that stock, and and so he almost feels like pressure to play. But at the same time, it's also not good you know, for it's his there. well. He could defer, so he he wouldn't lose it. Anybody can play again next season. You're going to lose. They, they didn't allow that this season. No, they did. They opted out. No, anybody that opted out, it doesn't count against them. They can go. They can play against next season. So why count. was Justin Fields making all this like fuss I, about? Because he was. Because it's just it, it's about getting what Justin he wants. Fields is going to the NFL for this year. Yeah, like, he's not so coming I, back again. No, and but, and I, I get. I, I'm just. I, no, and I feel everything you're saying because I am somebody who takes it serious. I'm somebody who's like, we need to be opening up. But I guess what I would say is everything's relative, right? So it's like you got to look at the risk of spreader events relative to other things that you also have open. You know, we allow restaurants to be open. We allow these other things to be open where – Yeah, know, but they're prior – that's that's the problem is 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 that our, our – our, I don't want to get political. I don't want to get political. I don't want to get political. But we're prioritizing certain to be open. What yeah. needs to be open versus what has to be open. Exactly. And I, no, 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 and I, I, I totally get it. Uh, and, I, and I don't think anything you're saying – invalid man I, i'm right there with you at yeah. the same time i i feel this way about the nfl but i'm watching an nfl game right now as we speak so i'm yeah. being extreme extremely um hypocritical what were you gonna say brad no, i wasn't saying anything oh I thought you you're were. talking about the nfl and why we're watching nfl right now it's because the seahawks look so good this year and that's why we're <laughs> okay this is the year baby this is the year all right, all right let's move on um so who do you guys like in the big 10 who do I think? Uh, who do I like? <laughs> uh, well, you know what I mean. Who do Who do you like to come out of the Big Ten and make a run at the playoff? It's Penn uh, State I'm gonna, or Ohio State, right? Uh, I mean, Ohio State's obviously the favorites. Uh, I would say Penn State. They're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, in the, I mean, in the Big Ten, it's always the top four, right? It's always Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, who, and uh, like, we'd say Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Now? Who's, it, it depends on their runner, man. It always depends on their runner. Who's running for Wisconsin? They have like four running backs. Well, I know that, but like, if you look at any time that like when Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor, when they can pound that freaking rock, their defense is stout, and I don't think they lost so many people. So when Let me take a look real quick. Rock, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I think that that dictates Wisconsin's game, right? Um, you know, I'd like to say Michigan will be in there, but they'll fall. So apart. their running backs, they have uh, uh, they have a four star recruit or sorry, five star recruit Jalen Berger, who's replacing okay. Jonathan Taylor. So another freshman coming in. Jonathan Taylor ran all four years. He broke almost every record he can in college rushing. Oh yeah, Jesus, that guy was incredible. Who's he they have playing a, for in the NFL now? The Colts. Colts. And he just Colts. got the starting job because Mac yeah. went down. Yeah. I, I can't believe he went as low as he did. I, I have him as I had him as the best running back in the draft. Yeah. Running backs in general always go low now because it's so, the passing in NFL. Oh, no, I mean yeah. low with the in the backs. He was like the oh, sixth back it. or fifth yeah, back yeah, on the yeah. board to go off. Like it was bonkers to think. So there you go. All right. All right. Let's just talk about like the top four, I'd say right now. Right. So, I mean, uh, Michigan's got to be in there, right? Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah, yeah they're buddy. in there, but I mean, go ahead, Brad. I'd say Michigan's probably like second or third right now, right there with Penn state. Mm-hmm. I hate saying it, but obviously Ohio state's just dude, they reload every year. They reload. Yeah. And a lot of people are talking about their offensive line this year. Dude, Justin Fields, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to have a monster year. Like a monster I mean, they, they they talk. I mean, there's there's the staples of college football, and there always will be, which is what they get recruiting just based on being staples of college football. There's the Alabama, there's the Auburns, there's kind of the LSU's. Um, I mean, not as much I I would say five years ago, but now it's kind of becoming that hype. Um, 
the Ohio State and the USC. Like those guys, no matter what, it doesn't matter. Don't put how... USC in there. Stop it. USC is always in there, dude. It's yeah, you're, 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 just, you're just okay. Enough of this. Just just over the top hate. I like for the Washington, Pac-12. dude. Hey, dude. Over I like the, the top Huskies, hate man. for the Pac-12. I like the We're Huskies. T- you're, you're completely like. Are you not understanding my question? Do I need to explain? No, I, it I, I'm, to just you? Give, I'm just giving you shit. Come the on. staples of college football. Anyway, and Oregon's honestly, but kind of become that in the past ten years too. Like, like they always get the big recruits because it's it's just like kids grow up watching them play in the national championship, and they're like, I want to play for Oregon. I want to play for Alabama. I want to play for Ohio Michigan State. Used to be like, that. Ohio State gets that because they get those recruits because they're it's kids growing up watching Urban Meyer, Ohio hmm. State football teams. Michigan used to get that kind of credibility. They're 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 falling off though, man. And that's that's the thing about them is I I don't think Michigan does anything serious or makes a real serious run at anything until they get their quarterback situation figured out. Yeah. You know, I, I, they oh. haven't had a talent at quarter. I mean, and I'm not saying that any of the people that haven't played for more talented. So nobody, you know, mm-hmm. I just don't think either the team isn't using them right or they just weren't the right fits for the job. Because if you look at it, when they're not successful, they don't have an arm. You know, and they they try to do that old school. Harbaugh 90s offense or whatever that he runs and it just doesn't work you know at least all right so this isn't a Michigan podcast so we're not going to break down the Michigan <laughs> offense anyway no let's do that no no hold on hold on hold on Jay was making a great point let's do this you were asking about you were asking about people that we think you said Michigan has to be up there you you granted this and I'm telling you why they're not I'm that's all right it's a good point that's, I'm fair. Why, that's fair I'm telling you why Michigan is I'm not saying they're going to suck right I think they're going to be the team they're supposed to be and I think that they could get lucky, pull off a win against Penn State. I would probably bet my money on Penn State. I think they'll lose against Ohio State. And, you know, another toss-up against Wisconsin. And then, then, then there could be a, a flip of a coin there somewhere else. But, I, you know, I, I don't think that they run the kind of scheme that is good for these other teams that I think have just come to the present with their offenses. Yeah. And I think Jim Harbaugh is still a little bit in the past. So, so Brad, what would, you, what would you rank? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So, I just want to say some of my top four. And I was kind of looking at teams. I was teams just about to ask was, you, why don't you rank your top four? So that's perfect. Well, all right, all right, yeah. So if I'm going top four, I'm go. I'm, I'm going to go uh, Buckeyes, um, Michigan, Penn State, and then Wisconsin, and then check out number five. I'm kind of looking at the rankings and I'm thinking about this. These guys, this the, uh, this is CBS, right? They have Minnesota at number five, right? Tanner Morgan, that. Tanner Morgan, the quarterback, he has an NFL arm. Um, he led the he led the conference in passing last year. He was right up there with Justin Fields and efficiency, right? Could have a monster year. But guess what? Jumping back to my original point, his number one receiver, who's a top 10 pick, Rashad Bateman, is opting out. So what's that going to yeah. do to Tanner now, right? So where do you put yeah, him? I mean, I mean, I get it. I, I get it. He's only losing one receiver. But, like, if you're talking about an NFL talent who's now losing another NFL talented receiver – what, yeah, no, what, is yeah, that, what, what does that do for the Minnesota everybody, offense? Everybody's losing somebody, though, right? But, and, then, and, then, and then Michigan's losing an NFL offensive lineman. And, and Ohio State's losing an NFL uh, – it was a cornerbacker. You know, Penn State's losing an NFL linebacker, right? Everyone's losing somebody. Well, right, but that's what I'm saying. Everyone's losing somebody. But anyways, you know, to not rehash that, I, my point was I'll still enjoy it. They could put third string out there, and I will go out there and hail to the victors my ass off. Because you like this football. No, that's fine. That's fine. Good. That's fine. Yeah. You're going to enjoy it. I'm saying what's that going to do to Minnesota to bring them down in the rankings? Yeah. Sure, Is their but, passing going to be on. as efficient? That's a good point. I, that's a good segue because it was something I forgot to say when in how it changes college football. Um, the rankings are changing, and in 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 a world today without any pretty much all of the West Coast conferences, um, 
Big Ten, if the Big Ten started today, like maybe Minnesota is in the top twenty-five now because of the rankings are just so all over the place. Like me, te- Brad, me and you texted about this. Like, like, uh, like Louisiana is ranked number nineteen just because only three conferences are playing. Army is ranked number twenty-two. Like Golden Appalachian Star, State, wow. Appalachian State is twenty-three. We don't. Hey, Pittsburgh hey, hey, is twenty-five. We don't, we don't say those words. I'm just saying, like, we like the we, like, we like, don't say the A word. The, the rank, okay. The rankings are are just they're they're all over the place. So like, I mean, the top five in the Big Ten, maybe they are up there in the rankings. Um, it's it's pretty. It's yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, I still think you know. To your point, I, I mean, I still would put, you know, the Gophers. Regardless, put everybody back in full strength. I put the Gophers at five. Right. I don't think with their receiver, they're any better than that, right? I don't think How's they're better it? than the badge Wisconsin. I don't think they're better than Penn State. I don't think they're better than Michigan. I don't think they're better than Ohio State. How's like, Iowa this in year? The top four. Who knows? I mean, the, Iowa's Iowa, man. Like, they're but they've been good the past Ohio couple State. years. Well, the last – they've been back – Iowa, forth, But Iowa like. plays in the in the weaker conference, though. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm. They play in Wisconsin's conference. So, and so, 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 yeah, so – what is it? Pac- yeah. or Big Ten, Big Ten North, the, Big Ten South, or something like that, right? That's no, it's, it was West East. It, it, it used to be it, something. It was like legends. It used to be legends, <laughs> legends and uh, leaders. Something stupid. Now it's <laughs> East West. But anyways, but then anyways, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, out of the top five schools we just said, Wisconsin's the only one in the one division. Every uh, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, and like Wisconsin. So they, can, like, so they can beat up on people in the east and and and, and boost up their ranking. Right. And, so and maybe so Wisconsin like... or Minnesota out of the out of the west or the whatever, and then out of the east you have Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State, right? But like those are the big conference. Big yeah. So that. so that could boost their rankings for for Wisconsin, Minnesota, right, Brad? So that was the whole thing. So that was the whole thing. Um, uh, two years ago, Iowa was undefeated all year. They were number four in the rankings. Yeah. And then yeah. they were num- they're number four in the rankings, and then the college football playoff didn't put him in. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, well, they don't play anybody, and it's like they're 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 undefeated in the Big Ten. But didn't they right? get beat in the Big Ten championship game? Well, that saved them. That saved them. Um, I think no, it was that, uh, they didn't have to make that decision because they got beat. They mm-hmm. because they got yeah they lost to um, Ohio State or somebody or Michigan yeah. State. I, I can't remember what it was. Anyways, um, yeah, it was like two years ago. But yeah, so the, the, the State, playoff Michigan got State saved. Won the, it was when Michigan State won it. I think wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. um yeah. Sorry. So to your didn't point, have to make that decision, right? So Iowa. According to these rankings, these rankings here, I was like six, state seven, state seven, and then here we go, Nebraska, who's making such a big stink about this whole thing. They have them ranked eighth in the middle of the pack. Like, well, have you been to Nebraska, bro? I mean, that's what they got. Hey, it's football. Hey, football is hey, literally the fields all they are have. from the, the fields are from Nebraska. My family's well, right, from. Get it, man. It's my family's got, a Husker bro. fan. It's it's football, bro. I got football I got I got roots in Nebraska, homie. Um. All right, cool. That's that's a nice little Big Ten preview. I mean, I, hate, um, I, I don't like Nebraska, but you know. Yeah, I mean, no, we don't have to talk about Nebraska too much because they're probably not going to be relevant, even in in a in, in a, a diluted college football system. Um, random update, which Brad alluded to earlier, uh, the Pac-12, a little bit of movement going on there. Um, USC's entire team sent a letter all signed to their president who is trying to work with the conference to make happen. But the problem with the PAC 12 is pretty much every single state except for Arizona um, is very liberal and is not, um, you know, they just have a lot of protocols in place that will probably most likely not allow any of them to play. Um, uh-uh. California and Oregon just lifted it. 
whatever it was, whatever Cal- oh. whatever the states were doing, that's what I just read. That's what Brad was talking about. I just read something uh, that it's supposedly whatever the states were doing, and I believe it was Oregon and California that were, that, that that no longer is a is not. That's a game changer right there. Which were no longer an because that Those puts pressure on Washington and, and and Colorado. Yeah, yeah. So that's and the I last thing I think I it's Utah and, and Arizona were the ones that were were fine, but that puts pressure on Washington and Colorado. That's interesting. Wow. And that's now with a the Big Ten changer. going, and now with the Big Ten going, you know, I mean, it's just again, I think it's liability and the FOMO of money, dude. But here's like, the you thing: see like, else like, raking in money. Look at look at how long it took the Big Ten to put together like a safety protocols plan. Like how how long do you think it's going to take the Pac-12? Like maybe two more they weeks. Got it ready. And then they got I don't. Uh, and then they can't just like put together a yeah. schedule and, and find opponents like that. Like they, no, you're right, Jay. Like they're, they're probably going to get six games. But they're probably they going to get ready. six games, and they're not going to get. Nah, eight. they got it ready. Uh, no, no, I, I can't. No, what I won't say is speak to like you said your schedule, right? Maybe they have to figure that out. But I would not be surprised if there were people. Just going to think about all the people that have jobs that couldn't that weren't doing them. Like yeah. they normally are doing this, but they can't do it because, you know, they're shut down and things aren't happening. So they're all just sitting there ready because we have them in our corporate office. There are people ready for us to come back and their jobs really revolve around people being in the office. So all they're doing right now is game planning for when they come into the office, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I would assume, or at least hope that that's what everybody's been doing, not sitting on their thumbs, like, you know, game planning for if things change, you know? So I, I would hope that they have a plan ready. I'm I'm a uh, you know I I wanted to be done responsible but I will I will not lie I did watch college football last weekend I didn't pay as close attention but I did watch I am gonna be watching this weekend um, especially with the Big Twelve back there's a couple of good games um, so do I think that Pac-12 football as a Pac-12 fan should come back No will I be happy when it does Yes and I will watch very hypocritical but still. All right, boys, thank you for coming on, talking college football, talking Big Ten, two Big Ten boys in, in the building. So uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks hey, for having thanks. me, man. Hey, Chris, you excited for Monday? Uh, for the Raiders to play the Saints? Yeah, that's a big test, baby. I I am excited, but I know that we're going to get smashed. I, no, I think so. City. I don't think so. I think shootout city, man. Carr and them are looking good, dude. Carr and them are looking man. good. <sighs> I mean, Josh if Michael Jacobs Thomas doesn't play, if Dude, Michael Thomas doesn't play, Josh I feel Jacobs. better. But if he does, no, I don't. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I, no, I've always, I've, I've always had faith in our offense that since last year. Our offense showed that they could play, but it's, it's the defense that needs to get it together. And, and I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm not feeling great about it. Honestly, I'm not. I, and I, 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 but I didn't, I didn't expect much from it when I saw it in the schedule. I was like, I marked it like, okay, loss, no problem. Um. That that's a that's a good football team in New Orleans, bro. That's a good football team. Probably the best in the NFC. Maybe I'll second take, best behind the I'll take, I think the Buccaneers just suck, and everybody needs to get off the Brady train. <laughs> Drop it, end it right now. Up. They got to get warmed up. They get but to answer your up. question, Brad, I am excited. All right, boys. Uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, we'll see you. Yeah, bye. All right, we are two weeks into the NFL season. Um, a lot of surprises so far. Um, a lot of predictions come true based on uh, the Entourage NFL Preview Podcast. Some of them not so well. 
um, more for other people than um, than than for some than others. Uh, I know my predictions look pretty good. Jackson's predictions look pretty shit. So he's back on <laughs> to uh, to talk, to, talk to, re- to recap the first two weeks of football. To Jackson. redeem myself, I was okay. So we had the week one podcast that we just did too late. We didn't put it up, but yeah, I, yeah. I was right about everything. If you go back and listen, I checked every single game, every single injury. I predicted it, predicted it all. It oh yeah, exciting. just like your yeah. prediction of the the Cincinnati Bengals going to the playoffs. You, have the playoffs started yet? No. Okay. Well, they don't <laughs> they don't look very promising so far. They played a tight game with the Browns. <laughs> they they could keep it within one to two scores basically the whole time, dude. Like <laughs> okay. I don't know I don't know what you're worried about. Okay. All right. Did you make right. your Did you place your bet on on Joe Burrow <laughs> to win yeah. the MVP? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I just threw away twenty five dollars. Yeah, that was a terrible bet. <laughs> did you actually make that bet? <laughs> yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Show yeah. me the ticket. Show me the ticket. Uh, yeah, I'll, I was gonna say it's it's done online, but yeah. I'll, did I'll you do it on like Bovada or something? I'll show you the stack of. Tw- tw- You're uh, kidding me. It was. I was gonna say I did it through my bookie, but uh, the nice. one that lives in Vegas. Um, but I don't know if that's legal to say. Uh, but yeah, it was well, a hundred to one yeah, odds, whatever. and I I was like, this dude torched. NCAA, like I did back when, I don't know, in the PS2 days, I was like, it's only natural that he's going to come into the NFL. And do I cannot believe that you <laughs> actually placed that bet. That is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> those are the fun ones. I don't know. It's a lot of, it's a lot it, of, it's almost ticket, like, basically. It, it's not really it almost bet. sounds like it was an ego thing just because Jesse was, was like daring you so much in that podcast for you to do it. No, I did it before the podcast. I was already into it. That's oh, what, really? Yeah. That's why I was coming into the podcast. Oh, that's why you brought it up, huh? Yeah, I made th- I only made three bets. It was like, I think it was it was uh, Burrow, Lamar Jackson was seven to one. I thought that was pretty solid. Yeah. And then oh, Ram- Rams Super Bowl was forty to one. Hey, I I don't look bad on that one. No, especially with the Niners having all those injuries, that's actually like a little bit yeah. more realistic of a of a bet slash yeah. prediction. I mean, I don't know about fourteen and two, but but the, the Rams <laughs> the Rams yeah, like, okay. playing really, well I, makes the playoffs. I didn't actually think they were gonna go fourteen and two. I also didn't know. Any of those predictions were ever going to be called back on? I thought I could yeah. I mean, the, I dude. Say I whatever. mean, literally. So last year, me when me and Jesse did that podcast with my buddy Sean, like I've yeah. quoted him all year, being like, "Your predictions on this aren't looking too good," or "That was a good prediction on that." Like we literally, <laughs> we we like hold each other to it all season. That's kind of like the fun of doing it. You know what I mean? Like you really sit down. Yeah. No. Because it, it, because those aren't just better. like. Those aren't just like in passing, like guys hanging out like at the bar drinking like predictions. Like, dude, I'm telling you, the Niners this year are so good. Jimmy Garoppolo MVP. I'm telling, like, it's not one of those. It's like we actually sit down because it's for the podcast. We actually sit down. We put like serious thought into it and like discuss yeah. like and yeah, like yeah. and like break down the season and like to where those predictions are a little bit more like real realistic as well as like um uh knowledgeable so like we kind of hold each other to it like and you're calling your shots yeah with those as well as you say here the only reason uh i didn't i haven't been keeping up with them is because i remember that night being like oh i'm gonna screenshot this and then i Mm -hmm. think i closed my tabs before i screenshotted what my predictions were so i was like i i wanted to check my own all right i've already wanted to but it's like oh i lost them so yeah i um, totally forgot to screenshot them too but uh, luckily for us they're on the internet and they are recorded through audio (laughs) Uh, all right, uh, Jackson. So, uh, what was your first impression so far after for the first two weeks of the NFL? Um, I mean, because it's the games I'm watching the most closely. I, the yeah. Rams look good again. 
I it's kind of they do. I, I feel like it's what I thought it would be that the first half of the year last year their offensive line was just trash. The guys were in the wrong spot. Nothing could work. And Gurley yeah. was clear pretty clearly. I think even now in hindsight, it's even clearer. It's like he was never going to be that Todd Gurley again. And now it's like, yeah, now we have running backs we're not expecting to do the Todd Gurley job, and the offensive line looks like it did the second half of the year where it was totally fine. And, dude, the offense is electric. It really it doesn't, doesn't look as good as it was two years ago, but it was just flying down the field almost every drive uh, against the Eagles, who I think are a respectable team. Um, I do too. I yeah, mean, I picked just, them to win the East. <laughs> fun offense to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, it's not uh, – I'm trying to look it up right now as I, as we speak, but I was listening to what you're saying and not paying attention to what I was looking for. I mean, look with the Eagles that win, it's you know it's a little bit questionable because the Eagles did they are missing a lot of guys. They're pretty much missing half their receiving they, core and they two just, of their offensive linemen. But. Yeah, they just lost to the the football team, obviously. So that's that yeah. doesn't bode well for them. But the Rams also beat the Cowboys, and I feel like we outplayed both teams too. For the, for the listeners, the football team is the Washington football team, what used to be the Redskins. Just if you don't know that phrase, that's what people oh. call them now. <laughs> I was like, wow, I really nailed that one by calling it the football team. And you I was did. like, oh, I didn't call it the Washington. Have I told you that I'm going to call the Seahawks the Washington football team? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anyone do that yet. I think that's, that's oh, the moneymaker. You, you have to tell that to Brad. Well, next time, next oh, time you see him. Yeah, no, I will. <laughs> if, no we, if we, if uh, we, if we, wa- if you join us on our on our Thursday night football Zoom this week, you have to just shit all over him and say that to him just, the entire time. I was gonna say, yeah, no, just like, don't even acknowledge that it's like a stupid thing to call the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the Washington football team. That team with <laughs> Russell Wilson, they got some stuff going on. He will, lo- <laughs> he will be so pissed. It will be so funny. He'll berate um, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I, I like the running backs too. Um. Uh, what's his face? Uh, not oh. not Henderson. Uh, Brown. Uh, Brown? I'm, I'm a I'm Brown a big fan of Brown one. right Henderson now. Yeah, and and um, I made a waiver cl- claim for uh for Brown. I'm really hoping it goes through. Well, just because I, I like what he does in uh, oh no, it's Henderson. Sorry, no Henderson. I like because he what he does in the receiving game. Cool. Um, yeah, Henderson's a little more electric. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that I get him. But I'm really low know. on the on the waiver wire priority. Anyway, keep going. Uh, I was gonna say what people probably don't know, unless you're like you know watching the Rams and have watched them for years, uh, is that Cam Akers looks good. He had three carries. I don't think it jumped off the stat sheet, but yeah. they they came into the game being like we're gonna use Cam Akers, and he was looking good. And then he, I heard last game he only had three carries. Well, I was gonna say that's what I'm saying, but that it was all in the first drive, and then he got hurt. Yeah, I, yeah. As long as it's a minor injury, I'm saying actually like low key, I I see him as the RB one. But it's it could be anyone, and it could just be you don't know who's gonna get what what week. Mm-hmm. But outside of fantasy, it's just a good offense. I, I think they're all gonna do well for the team. I guess you could you could argue Henderson's stats are a little bit more blown up because he had that forty yard run. Um, I don't think he would have gotten nearly as many carries if Acres didn't go down. That's yeah, what, yeah. How long is Acres supposed to be out for? Uh, I don't think timetables there. It looked like rib injury, but I, it didn't look that bad. So I was thinking bruised ribs, not. Broken yeah. ribs, um, but yeah, I, I haven't I haven't uh, followed up on that, or I don't know if that's out yet. Yeah, so I mean, it looks like Higby's been doing work. Um, honestly, I haven't watched much Rams football, so I could. I was gonna I say yeah, I, can I only watched a little. Know, but. I only watched a little bit of the first game. Cooper Cup's stat line looks pretty nice too. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, man. I like Jared Goff, and I like the Rams, so it's good to see him back a little bit. But that division's just so tough. Um, what else? Uh, first impressions. Um, as you said, the, the Falcons' offense is crazy, and it sucks that they're losing their games. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they they were just an absolute shootout. So that was kind of cool to watch, but like, I don't think I don't see them as a threat. And then I think the Cowboys are their offense. Obviously, that game was so good Sunday. Were yeah. you following that yeah. down the wire? I was. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Um, that I I was a little bit surprised. I mean, I like. Excuse me. Uh, like um, you know, like you know, I I wasn't very high on the Cowboys going into the season. Um, at the same time, they still play in the East, so it's like it's really kind of hard. The NFC East, which is like, it's really kind of hard to take them seriously. Um, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, they they. they Atlanta's, I mean, they have such a high power offense. I, I, it just for Calvin it to be, Ridley I, is good, dude. I, Calvin Ridley is like as good as Julio Jones. Okay, so, so, who, uh, who, how would you rank the the NFC South? Would you say that NFC Atlanta South. is is a top two team, or would you say they're they're probably uh, number three? No, I still no, I, th- I think they're distinctly three behind the Saints and the Bucks. Yeah, and and Dallas yeah. barely beat. The Atlanta Falcons, like if they're so fucking good, they, like they they, sh- they should have they should have played a lot better in that game. Didn't they lose they four have fumbles in the first quarter? So it's like I think that's the kind of fluke mm, thing you just like. It? Yeah, do they? I, I or maybe they lost three, but that's why they were down and playing catch up the whole game. I'm looking at it right now. One yeah. Uh, um, but I was gonna say, just their their offense still looked sweet, and it was, it was just like cool to see that many weapons look good on both teams. Honestly, mm-hmm. all the receivers, Gage, Jones, Ridley for the Falcons, and then C.D. Lamb looks like the real deal too. We knew it was gonna be a good wide receiver class, but I didn't necessarily expect them to make a big impact early on. Not that they had huge impacts, but they were You're they're looking right. like good NFL they, receivers. Yeah, um, Zeke fumbled twice. Dak fumbled once, and then Schultz fumbled. Dalton Schultz. Um, yeah. Shit, I didn't even know. I mean, well, no but one still, dude. In but still, end. if they're like we people have been talking about in the media, like they're like like they're like a team to be reckoned with. Like they're an NFC like 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 contender. Yeah, they're not that it's good. just like I, I'm just I, I just don't I don't I don't see it, man. I, I just don't see it. Um, I don't like their receivers are cool. Like there's some big names, but I feel like they're only big names because they're on the Cowboys. Um. So it's it's almost like the New, New, New York it's almost like the New York Yankees effect a little bit like yeah, like Gary no Sanchez doubt. is I not a good catcher but because he plays for the Yankees and he hits twenty five home runs a year like people think he's a great catcher but he's not he's fucking awful yeah that's exciting for I I don't know a catcher I guess but like it's not <laughs> a big deal um all right for me the biggest surprise is definitely the Patriots I mean like right, yeah. I, well, I I was not high on them when we were doing our predictions I thought they'd be better but like. I didn't think they'd be this good. Like to really come down to the wire to the last possession against Seattle on Sunday night, like a really good fucking yeah. football team. I think like, we all that's see that's that saying good. something. And Cam looked good, man. Cam looked good. Yeah, we we talked about that in the the podcast that will never no one will ever know about. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, yeah, no doubt. I I feel foolish for uh, doubting the Patriots. And Bill Belichick went out and got Cam Newton. He wasn't just like, oh, this is the best quarterback I can get, and he sucks. And like, I don't know why I would have thought it was anything like that. Yeah. He obviously had a vision and an offense in mind, and it I, it works fantastic. Yeah, uh, fantastically. And uh, then uh, an- another one for me is, um, I mean, it's kind of a toss up between a couple. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings. 
Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on there. I yeah, I thought they could be a lot you. better. Um, uh, I mean, the Eagles, but I'm not super surprised with how many injuries they have. Um, and a kind of Houston. Um, yeah, Houston. I Yeah, going into that uh, opening Thursday night game, it was like, oh, they're a dope team. They got dope yeah. offense. And now it's like, oh, they're 0-2. Yeah. And they're 0-2, like, pretty convincingly. Wait, but wait, it was the Chiefs and the Ravens, though. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't here. They they still didn't play inspiring football. But they're not in a good situation, man. I mean, Tennessee's two and zero. Like like yeah. it's, no? it's it's. I mean, if you want to win division, you gotta you gotta figure something out. Um. And then I would say, uh, New Orleans losing to my Las Vegas Raiders last night what was a little game, bit interesting, dude. dude. And and. Uh, Look, I knew the Raiders would be good. I didn't know they would be that good. Derek Carr looked very impressive. Um, I I yeah. still don't. I'm still not back on the Carr train. I still think he's just a game manager and he plays well with good pieces around him. But um, but I I yeah. I mean, I would say that they're my biggest surprise actually. Um, because I I thought we would lose that game yesterday. I thought it'd be we lose by like maybe a touchdown or two, but like. To win, oh, yeah, absolutely. By as much as we did, I was it was a shock. I thought, yeah, Raiders were probably gonna lose by about. I probably would have said, I don't know, seven to ten points, yeah, or more, yeah, because uh, games get out of hand or they just stay close, even if they're kind of over. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then I, when the first quarter was ten zero or whatever, I was like, oh, this could be really bad. And then just like the it's a different game, the last three quarters, and they just killed it. They played such good football. Great for Vegas. Great for the stadium. Just great. That was an awesome game. So do you want to talk about your Drew Brees take that you texted me about? Yeah, dude. Shit? I, uh, yeah, this is a little bit of a hot take, uh, but not if you have a brain. If you have a brain, you, I think you'll realize that Drew Brees, <laughs> Drew Brees is not a top 20 quarterback in the league this year. If I was running an – like, he he's the all-time uh, passing yards and touchdowns leader, so I'll put some spec on his name. But I think if you actually – if some you were an spec. offense coordinator and you ran an ran – an offense and you could pick any quarterback. I honestly don't think Breeze is in the top 20. He can't throw it nearly as far as other quarterbacks. He just like, he still makes mistakes. It's not like he's playing mistake free football and like he's surgical or anything. It's not like he's even perfectly accurate on the short throws. He wasn't making those the way. Yeah. He he was having trouble making his throws yesterday. It was, it was pretty brutal to watch. There was some pretty open passes and some pretty like good looks that he just completely whiffed on. What was up with that throw to the Raiders' middle linebacker? I don't was know. T- so yeah. I, I think I think that's evidence right there that he's age is starting to get to him. It's like the you know the Peyton Manning effect. He's losing something off the ball because yeah. he's obviously trying to go over the middle linebacker to the receiver behind him. I guess yeah. It was that, there's that a guy there's really a guy awkward. sitting there who kind of ran like a hook route and he's just like kind of sitting there waiting for the ball and yeah. it just like he you just didn't have enough on it and like it wasn't like he was under a super amount of pressure. It just kind of looked like he like. Went to throw a little bit on his back foot and just didn't get enough on it. Yeah, he was like he thought he might have to move to avoid pressure, and then that made the ball come out weird or whatever. Yeah. I remember that throw in particular. Yeah, but I don't know. He's just missing guys and like, yeah, because you know what? This is a podcast, and I'd like to make this bold take. I think if I was the Saints, I would. Man, this is a hot take. Okay. I'd literally be looking for another quarterback. Well, they have Jameis they, Winston. They, they have Jameis Winston, so I guess they have to do that. You don't just get a quarterback in the middle of the year, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Quarterbacks never leave like that, but like, man, the Saints and the Saints are so good. Kamara is so good. Uh, I bet he really misses Michael Thomas. I think that's the biggest. 
factor in Priestley. Yeah, that that was pretty big. But at the same time, like not even Michael Thomas could catch some of those those passes last yeah, night. No, like exactly. they, some of them were really bad. Um, and I know like a lot of sports media is pointing to that today. They were like, "Well, there's no Michael Thomas. There's no Michael Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders doesn't look like he was." I get it. Like true. Uh, yeah. to, it's definitely true to some extent, but. Yeah, I don't know. And the Raiders' defense wasn't exactly outstanding. Like you know, yeah, like there's nothing, there's nothing flashy about it in that game. Um. Okay. Cool. Um. What was the most impressive performance you've seen so far? Uh, I mean, performances. I'd say Seahawks. It's just like if that offense is gonna do that, they just look unstoppable and like yeah, that's a good ass team. Um. So I love that the Niners are not playing as well as expected. Or, That's because uh, of injuries, you know, having, though. I, I'm just not as fearful of them. And they, I don't know, they lost to the Cardinals without injuries being as big of a deal. I think the Seahawks are the team to beat in the West. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe the NFC, uh, at least as things look, you know, here now in week two or going into week three. Who do you um, think what, their biggest competition is then? Rams. The be, I, I legitimately think I would put the Rams above the Niners right now. If someone you, gave me an even money bet, who's going to like finish second place, or if, who's going to finish higher in the NFC West, I would take the Rams over the Niners. I'm talking about the NFC in general, though. Like, you don't even think the Packers are in that conversation? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yes, yeah, Seahawks and Packers are there. Saints were there. Now I guess I, they're a smidge below. If I had to do like a power rankings deal, yeah. Uh, who am I forgetting? Packers and Seahawks probably. Yeah, I would agree. Um. No one in in the NFC East. Is, I mean, Washington's up in first. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, in Washington. Yeah, yeah there you Wait, go. Wait, no, I just said the Seahawks. Oh, that's a good <laughs> point. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, but you you were you were still saying. Oh no, I was gonna say yeah. So I don't know, Green Bay and uh, Seattle as kind of the top tier, and then I think Rams, Niners, and uh, Saints are probably a little ahead of Rams and Niners. Yeah. Um. If I'm trying to be not biased, but then I think there's probably a more distinct cutoff after that. Cowboys, Cardinals, if they get hot, I don't know yeah, maybe maybe uh, if the Vikings turn around, like they should yeah. have that potential. Did you say the Bucks? No, okay, yeah, I like the Bucks. Maybe the Bucks the Cowboys, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the what Rams you, would be. Yeah. I think the Rams would be the top of that list. I want to say Detroit because they lo- they lost two close games, but one of them was to the fucking Bears. So it's like that's kind of embarrassing. Um, yeah, uh, yeah Minnesota is going to figure it out. They always have like this little stint of like two or three games where they're just kind of like no that's one what really I'm knows saying. what's yeah, going so it's on. Like, are we allowed to judge them on what we kind of know they ought to be, or do we say yeah. based on the football they put on the field so far? I think it's yeah. got to be a combination of the both of the two. Um, yeah, so it's just like. I think we still see him as that good team, and then we're just like, well, we kind of got to treat them worse than they can be until they until they yeah. have a couple good games or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I mean, if you would have asked me a week ago, it would have been the Chiefs, but after their performance against the Chargers, who I don't know, I'm so I'm so hit or miss on the Chargers because they have so much talent, and going into the preseason, I'm like, yeah, they're gonna be a good football team, but then they lose Derwin James. And then, like, week one, they don't play so well. You know, Tyrod Taylor, you know, not so great. And then week two, you know, Justin Herbert starts, and you're like, okay, this is kind of interesting now. And, like, the running game kind of, like, starts to get going. And Yeah, Herbert looked good. 
I liked Herbert. He did, yeah. But for a surprise start, like before, you know, you would expect him to be ready or whatever. The only thing cool, is, there's there's cool no football. scouting report on him yet, though. So what happens when teams finally get a scout? Oh, uh, all right, yeah, give it a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll be the kind of quarterback that doesn't throw it down the field, but plays more or less efficient football and yeah, and runs with the ball and opens up the run game for his running backs because he can run with the ball. I do, I do like him. He was my favorite yeah. quarterback in this draft, but but like, but, do you, I don't think the Chargers are going to go to the playoffs with him at quarterback. I mean, I be, I yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So. so it's like when they're when they're when the Chiefs are struggling to beat the Chargers, um, they have to go into overtime to do it. I'm kind I, of that's in something a little bit worrisome. Yeah, I'm kind of in denial about the Chiefs Chargers game. Apparently, the Chargers defense, especially, has played the Chiefs uh, well the last few years, and like yeah. Mahomes in particular. And it's mm-hmm. just one of those maybe that team has their number or something. Hmm. But I just can't accept it for what it is because otherwise you can you can make the case right now, and I'm not saying it. But the words are being spoken from my mouth that, you know, the Chiefs beat the Chargers by three and the Bengals lost the Chargers oh, by three. Go- oh, my God. And the, the Bengals got robbed on that OPI. They should have won by oh four, which would make them one point better than the Ch- I'm just, You know, just, you sound I'm like not- Xavier now. You're just going to ride <laughs> this dead horse just no matter what. Just, just Here, right off that, the cliff. No, the real point of that is to why I just can't accept this game to mean, I don't know, to even be like – a real uh, analysis yeah. for how good yeah. the Chiefs of the Chargers are. I see the Chiefs as much worse. The, uh, sorry, Chiefs is much better. Chargers is much worse. Yeah. And, like, I'm not going to read too much into that. And if, yeah, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. No, I, I respect it. Um, so, yeah, if you would have asked me a week ago, it was the Chiefs, but now I'm not. Um, the Bills have been the most impressive. And Josh Allen has been very good. Um, oh, you're. Oh, sorry, you, you were lagging a little bit. Oh, I said the Bills. Uh, I I got some lag there. I was gonna say, Bills. Okay, cool. I was gonna ask. Yeah. I didn't hear who your number one was. Uh, Bills number the, one. The Bills, not my number one. I'm just saying the most impressive. The Bills for sure. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, they they looked very good. Josh Allen looks very Dude, good. Monster um, games. Against him, the Jets him, and the Dolphins, though, right? Yeah, but still, dude. But still, like they're. The, I I like the Dolphins more than other people, but um, they look. They look good, man. They look good. I yeah. You know, a lot of people are low you, on Singletary, but I'm I I like him. I like Singletary. I need to a watch lot. more of their games. Um, but um, um, they've definitely been my most impressive. Um, I don't. Who? Let's let's see. The Los Angeles Rams. Do they really? So that's gonna In be. Buffalo. That's actually going to yeah. be a very interesting. Uh, I think, um, little little telling of of yeah. how both those teams are. Good, yeah, good early season test for both teams. I, yeah, I bet the Bills are going to be favorites, but so be it. So, what would be your uh, your biggest concern going for the rest of the season? Uh, we talked about them uh, when I was talking about the Rams, but the Eagles. I think, exactly, yeah. you know, just over two years ago, they were defending Super Bowl champions with a backup quarterback. So clearly, that team was loaded. The, the coaching was good. Everything was just going smoothly for them. And now they're like, I don't know if they're like, I wouldn't expect them to have a winning record to make the playoffs based on what we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, injuries are part of it. Miles Sanders passed the eyeball test. I, I watched that game and I was like, oh yeah, I get why he's a, you know, first round fantasy running back or second round fantasy running back. It, it was cool. I still like, I, I like Wentz, but, mm-hmm. um, 
I don't know. They, their offense couldn't do it. Their defense looked straight bad. But, um, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't really watch that week one game, but I can't imagine they looked that good. Especially if the, if yeah. the Cowboys are going to keep stringing together, like scrapping together wins like they are. Like, yeah. it's definitely concerning for the Eagles, I would that, say. Yeah, no one was probably more disappointed by that game other than the Falcons uh, than the Eagles, yeah. 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 If the Cowboys um, were 0-2, that would be a lot different. I would say mine is, um, I mean, we already talked about them earlier too, but the Vikings, just because Good there's point. three yeah. there's three wild card spots in the NFC, and it looks like with the, how well the Packers are playing, they're gonna run away with the with the division again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of there's only three wild card spots, and there's a lot of good teams in the NFC: the Rams, the Cardinals, the Bucks. Um, the the Falcons like there's not many spots up for grabs so like I mean you just you got to start getting together I mean it's it's simple as that I don't I don't I mean maybe the 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 Eagles like kind of pick it up and and two teams out of the NFC East make it in the playoffs I doubt it but like there's a lot of good teams in the NFC that need that could make it yeah. in. we could potentially yeah. see three teams in the NFC West I know the yeah playoffs. that's not that. So for scheduling reasons and how many times they have to play each other, yeah, yeah, I was going to say it's tough, but it's like, yeah, that's possible. Uh, Yeah, if I had to bet on the Vikings making or not making the playoffs, I'd bet on them not to make the playoffs right now. It's not that impossible because all those, like, three teams in the NFC West, yeah, but they could, could, all of them them could split, I'm saying all of them could split wins against each other. So, like, if, then then in theory, they're they're not, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, 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 I, I, I see what you're saying, I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I, I would be, I would be worried if I'm a Vikings fan, cause I don't know. I mean, they lost a couple people on defense, but, um, I, their defense is still really stacked. They might have There's the an, best or one of the two best healthy running backs in football now. Yeah. That's, but yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Dalvin cooks healthy. Like he should, he should be, he yeah. should be making it work for you guys, but yeah. Um. All right. Any new predictions that you want to change from from the from the prediction po- from the preview podcast? Uh. Yeah. Same thing I was saying uh, about a week ago was that, or less than a week ago was uh the Pats. I just I think last. Oh uh, yeah. Here it should have been mentioned on that original prediction podcast that the last time the Patriots didn't have uh Brady for a year they went eleven and five and like I think they'll do that again. I I think eleven and five and. I don't know. The sky's the limit. They play in a division. If they can beat the Bills, and I think they beat the Bills twice last year. Um, man, I don't know. The sky's the limit. I, they're, they're playing good football. And uh, the Pats Raiders is going to be a great game this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a marquee game teams. to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we got some good ones this week. All right. What about and, you? Uh, um, so I was thinking about this after we did our, our podcast, and um, – I don't know. I, I mean, Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I, I said the Patriots would be seven and nine, so I think that's the obvious pick. I think they can win ten to eleven games. Um, yeah. I don't know. I still don't know if they win the AFC East. I still think that's the Bills division to to take. But um, I would say yeah, they would have it. But yeah, yeah. things happen. Bills could slip. Someone could get um, hurt. But but the Texans not as good as I thought. So I kind of want to change that pick a little bit. I mean, they could still make the playoffs. Maybe they'll go nine and seven, or ten and six. But um. I uh, I kind of like the Colts better in that division. Obviously, I like the Titans the best, but I like the yeah. Colts better as a but number the Colts two are team. That better, division. and that's gonna yeah. be hard. Yeah, it's just only gonna yeah. make it harder for the Texans and the fact that they're zero two, and now they're playing the Steelers uh, week three. 
I think that'll be a good game, even though it's zero and two versus two and zero. Yeah, that that you know that that reminds me. I haven't talked about the Steelers much in this podcast, and they're two and zero. So let's let's give them a little bit of airtime. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know what? I remember talking about that too. That I was not expecting them to have a good defense uh, going into the year, or not a special defense. And then after week one, it was like, holy shit, this is a special defense. Like they just make impact plays. They're running free at the quarterback. and I was just like, wow, I, I didn't realize they were going to be that good. And if they keep playing like that, like, dude, they're such a threat. They're, and, dude, I mean, like, like James Conner caught his groove last week, which was great. Um, and like, yeah, people they really so much. I mean, yeah, but, like, I don't know. Ben needs a, a run game. And so I thought that was really good. I, yeah, it was against the Broncos, which aren't probably aren't that good, good of a football team. But still, um, their yeah, receiving core right – their receiving core one through three is probably one of the top five in the league. Like they have a lot of young talent in that, in that receiving core. Um, yeah. yeah good for them. They drafted that, well, they drafted well. Yeah, dude, man, I miss Antonio Brown. Sorry. That just made me miss him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, yeah. So anyway, uh, other than the chiefs and Ravens, I don't know why, if they're not the third best team in the AFC, I mean, they could be as good as the Bills. I don't see a big difference between those two teams. You, I mean, the Titans. Yeah, the Titans that just beat the Jaguars by three. And then they, they won their other game by two because of all those missed field goals. Though. Yeah, no, you're right. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I'd have Titans three, Bills four, Steelers five, but they're still just really close. And, you know, those things could change. Um I don't know, man. I, I, quick, I think I, I, I think I might even I think I oh. might even put the Steelers above the Bills. Like, uh, actually, yeah, I don't it's know. A, it's just because a, the no, Bills. Totally you're right. The Bills. The Bills beat up on two pretty shitty teams. Where there's I, like, totally if, a reasonable in terms case of, to be made for that. In terms of shitty teams, I would put the Broncos higher than the Jets and maybe the Dolphins. Maybe the Dolphins. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll see in more games, but still, yeah, they're they're all looking good. And yeah. If someone said, no, I, I'm positive the Steelers are better than the Bills, I wouldn't, like, put up a big argument. It's not yeah. wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. just I could see it going either way. Uh, can I mention some of the games this week in case yeah. people haven't yeah. looked wanna, at them? Yeah, you want to go through the marquee games coming up? I was going to say, yeah. So the Rams-Bills, uh, obviously we talked about that one. Good mm-hmm. good test for both teams. Um, I'll say Titans-Vikings in case the Vikings decide to turn it around now. That's yeah. still, like, a game that I would be interested in. Yeah. Uh, Raiders Pats, huge. Yeah, we already brought that Fantastic. one. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Texans Steelers. Yeah. Uh, even though the Texans haven't looked great, that I think that's a, something people want to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then got, Sunday, oh, and then three uh, more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go uh, ahead, sorry. Cowboys Seahawks still in the afternoon Absolutely. slot. Yeah, and then Sunday nights Packers Saints, Monday nights Chiefs Ravens. Yeah, like, I, I'm so happy that they yeah. saved chiefs ravens for the very end of monday night like finally Dude. finally monday night football is getting some good games back like they were such a dud the past couple weeks it felt like yeah. they were prioritizing thursday night football so like good games are going thursday night football instead of monday night and it's just like this is yeah. not how you want to end week your one, week in yeah. football like give them at least some okay games like well that was just week sake. one with the two games there but the the raider saints that, that was awesome i mean i didn't know it was going to be awesome going into the game but yeah 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 um yeah uh, good for Monday Night Football. All right, Jackson. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. Uh, appreciate Absolutely, you, dude, you always. Re- recapping. Um, and we'll talk football again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Awesome. Peace. Take care, dude.
All right, big thanks to Xavier for coming on Talking Basketball. The big thanks to Brad and Jay for coming on and informing us about the Big Ten, having some good college football talk. And uh, big thanks to Jackson for coming on and admitting that he was wrong. Just kidding. Just kidding. Some of his picks are fine. Some of them are fine. And, and uh, we, we made up for some of them. But uh, thanks for coming on and talking NFL football. Big announcement. Um, so this Sunday um, on my baseball podcast, the Town Tailgate podcast, um, me and my co-host Julio Reynoso, regular on this podcast, is going to come on and we're going to do a um, NF- or MB- MLB uh, postseason preview um, Sunday night once the postseason is established, once the regular season is over, the brackets are made, we're going to talk about, um, just overview everything, preview the entire playoffs um, we got a lot of games coming up, so that's going to be a good one. I will be posting that episode on this feed, so you can get it on this feed if you do not want to go over to the Talent Tailgate feed and find it. Um, anyway, yeah, big big uh, baseball podcast coming up, big uh, MLB um, playoff preview, so look out for that on Sunday bonus episode. Um, thank you for tuning in. Talk to you guys next week.